Well, uh, it's us, the new Utah podcast, minus Bree for this intro. It's us. She lost her voice screaming. Uh, yeah, we scream, scream? Scream, scream. Scream. You scrummed. You yelled? We sh- yeah, we were, <laughs> we were loud uh, at, the, at the soccer game on Sunday, and unfortunately, regardless of the outcome of that game, RSL did not make the playoffs as a result of... She didn't yell hard enough. FC Dallas winning and San Jose winning in like the last seconds of the game, and RSL is not in the playoffs. So done for the season, right? Done for the season. Not a bad thing. It's it's not a terrible thing to get a, a real off season. Um, we had a lot of crazy injuries. So Saverino came back, thankfully. His injury was clearly not as severe, but like Tony Beltran out for the you season. You started with a lot of injuries. We did, we did. And having a full off season will certainly help. Uh, it's also good because the field is actually relatively new. Like the the last time we went into a late off season with Kansas City uh, and ended up doing the MLS Cup down there, it destroyed the field because of playing in basically on a frozen field. I mean, yeah. they have heaters and drainage and shit under the grass, but if you're playing in November in Utah on grass, you're fucking up the field because it is not supposed to be alive. Well, and the permafrost is starting to set in. and Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, my garden is uh, still still producing. <laughs> I, I picked a pepper yesterday morning in mine. I'm, I'm pretty lazy. Uh, the squash, uh, the butternut squash, they're not really getting any bigger. They're pretty small. I'll probably try to salvage them. The cucumbers are disgusting looking because they're not really growing. Yeah. But the zucchini, the, the fucking zucchini plants are still producing zucchini. There's, Give them to me. There's still so, a little zucchini that could. Yeah, they're great. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I got to probably do that this weekend. I haven't had fucking time. Like, we've been so busy. We were at the Halloween Expo uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. We were Anime Bonsai this last weekend. Um, Cassie's been here. <laughs> like, she came in on... Oh, my God, poor Cassie. So she drove up. She, her fall break was was Monday and Tuesday this week. Uh, and so they had some sorority stuff. She had some obligations uh, at school over the weekend. So she wanted to come up still and see us. So she comes up Sunday, leaves at like two, two thirty, uh, somewhere in there, maybe close to three. We're at the game. We get back from the game thinking she's going to be home in like an hour and a half. No, she didn't get home till after nine because of some insane traffic problem and like outside of Nephi. She it took her oh yeah they've like, got that all like, like seven hours to get up here from Cedar City they got that all tore up and rerouted and the overpasses yeah. and yeah so it was bad it was really bad for her so that sucked um, but yeah it's been so busy then of course Halloween's coming up and so there's all the different Halloween festivities that'll go on uh, but uh, hopefully we'll have some time to do some things I don't know. Uh, I feel, my, feel, my garden's mostly cleaned out. Yeah, I mean that's all I really have to do. I'm, I'm su- suppose I'll go trim up the rose bushes quite a bit because I've been doing it in the spring. But I read and I hear pray tell that if you do it in the fall, uh, <laughs> say pray tell. Yep, it goes <laughs> <Awesome>. better. <laughs> also, I don't know what to do with my pine tree, but I should probably trim the fuck out of it. Like I don't even care. Up? Yeah, and and like. <laughs> Like trying to shovel snow in the winter around that thing. I don't know if you just knocks like, pine needles onto I'm, you. I'm surprised snow. my neighbor next door hasn't called the city on me because <laughs> it blocks like the entire fucking sidewalk. <laughs> so and I and I did just help Josh cut his trees in front of his house so he didn't get a seven hundred dollar fine. So I just that tree has not been trimmed in forever and it is obnoxious. Mm. And it could be beautiful. I want a professional to come and like groom it to look like a Christmas tree year round. That'd be cool. But it's not going to happen. 
someday. Well, it's like a it's like a blue spruce. It's not even like a so that that humongous grapevine in front of my house that's in front of the bay window. That the funny thing is, I never planted. The only things that I've ever planted in there like never grew. So what's all that's growing in there? I didn't plant. I'm guessing it came from a bird. Anyway, the end of the season, I cut that sucker down to nothing, and then just comes back. Yeah, in the spring. Does it, it produce good fruit? Not yet. They're a little. They're a little concord grapes. Are you, are you supposed to cut it every year? Or are you supposed to let it just stay and grow back over itself? So I've done both. So I've let it go two seasons ago. I let it go, and the next year, not only was it really not that much better, it was so massive it like took over everything. Oh. So I've gotten to where I cut it back to almost nothing, but within the first few months of spring, it just shoots right back again. That's like the ones on the back of our fence there. Yeah, it's trim way vines, back. and they've crawled up over here on the side of the house. So, oh, and another news: uh, I'm gonna have to get a new roof. Oh yeah, um, so I'm real excited about that shit. Uh, <laughs> our roof is shot. Yeah, the roofer comes, and he's like, "Well, he's like, he's like, I can't even do a repair because every time you touch a shingle, it just falls apart. Right now, it's brittle, and, and they've got to be able to take away." A section and have enough around it to actually mend slide back to in, and yeah. And so he said, "It's just not, it's just not feasible." So we got to do it. And I was hoping to get a couple more years out of the roof before we had to jump in because that is a big fucking financial investment. Mm-hmm. It's a eight, it's like a new car, eight thousand dollar financial investment. <laughs> but I mean, the roof is like the number one barrier of defense for your house. So. Yeah. Well, and you've got leaks and. Yeah. Well, and he fixed those, and, and there's thankfully just in the garage. And, and really, it's the backside of the garage that's really bad, and it's actually the backside above the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But that's been fixed recently. Um, they redid our vents up there. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and and reshingled a lot of that as a result. So hopefully that'll hang out. And actually, the top roof, that center roof above the upstairs, mm-hmm. um, part of that's bad too. So. And that one, I, I've never even actually gotten up on that one because it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like a ladder from the roof to a new roof. That's always fun. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. So I know roof talk is, is super exciting. Um, so I know last week I said something about December 31st. We would play some <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> you'll have to forgive me. It's okay. I, I posted a, that. You mocked over 30 for 31st. So. That was, uh, I, I assume people <laughs> probably figured that out, but uh, I was, it was, it was awesome. uh, after a long con, I was I very sick. sick. And I was editing shit together. And what, what you got to realize is when we do when we do shows at conventions, especially the Halloween Expo, where we record interview after interview after interview. We for get, three days. We get interviews out in the thing. And we're not there recording the whole time, but at the end, you have to. 10 to 12 hours of content that you're trying to cut all the dumb Don't shit make out. Excuses. And, you and said December 31st. Make the good stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to listen to. It's a lot of stuff to listen to. So um, I apologize for that. It was uh, awesome. But we're actually just, just had a good I'm idea. The one that, I'm the one that usually messes the dates up. So, so and, and you had a good idea. Uh, you suggested that because our normal release date would be November 1st, that we actually do the investigation stuff uh, this week. Yeah, so it's pre-Halloween. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to let you listen to, uh, really, it's just a couple of interviews. Uh, I want to talk with Jess first uh, about it, and and Jeremy will sit and listen because he didn't go. Um, (laughs) I'll nod. (laughs) 
Are you doing um, Jimmy's interview first? Uh, yeah, so we'll do... Just a reminder who she is. She's we'll, a we'll do Jimmy Lynn Darling's interview. That's right, Jimmy Lynn Darling. Yeah. She's a... Uh, yep. Uh, Hollywood occult um, she's consultant. Yeah. Uh, she's a, a demonologist, uh, and and she actually has a PhD in in ancient religions and a few other things. I don't. So she's not just making crap right? up. Yeah, no. So she's. I mean, well, she. she I don't. Wouldn't say she's making stuff up. She's. She's definitely got a breadth of knowledge in in the world of occult and ancient religions. And it was really. I, I could probably sit and talk to her for hours about stuff. Uh, so her interview is is really really impressive, uh, and then we talked to Chris, uh, and most of the we talked a little bit about MNL Par- Paranormal with her and how they got started and some of her experiences. But we we spent a lot of time talking to her about the investigation that Bree and Jess and myself went on uh, with them uh, because uh, it was interesting. It was the first one I've ever been on officially. Um, I'll be candid; I thought it was stupid. Um, but I think that's in part because there was like 30 plus people there. And um, most of those people were not, were with the actual team, were with MNL and with Castle of Chaos. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a handful that were not, and it was an event. It's not like going with six people and actually setting up a bunch of recording devices and stuff. Um, it was an event. And so people expect different things out of that. Uh, and I know all that, and I thought it was stupid because mostly the people that we got stuck with. Uh, the uh, not mostly, like 100% <laughs> so, times 20. And I'm going to play, and this episode will be a little that's bit a real long. Number. This episode will be a little bit long. I'm going to play as soon as we're done talking. I'm going to put in here uh, the stupid shit we had to deal with. Okay? <laughs> so this fucking kid. So drunk lady with a fucking thermal gun. I should have given you my shit around. Uh Some stupid kid and his mom, and the kid's like, the doll's eyes. Okay, time out here. I just want to say this lady with her cute little app on her phone, her spirit box app, um, she follows Eminem and is like actively engaged with them on their Facebook page. And I was like, if you are so involved in this, like invest in some real equipment. Seriously. Yeah. So I maybe, yeah, uh, maybe she'll listen to this episode if they repost it and she can hear her, how stupid her and her son are. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you my experience, and I don't want it to 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 jade anyone else necessarily. Um, uh, Jeremy did not go for part of the reason of of what I described, and also because it's true. And I felt hip- I feel hypocritical being there because I was at investigations. Like I don't want to go if there's over a certain amount of people. But honestly, like both of the ones I've done I recently were was, free. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be why I went. <laughs> yeah, I thought we got invited to go, and and I thought it was a, a good thing that because we didn't get to go last year. Uh, and I thought it was was right to accept that invitation. So. For sure. But I, yeah, I felt hypocritical. And I went on one the weekend before as well that was just as many people, but in it like five times smaller space. And oh, that's insane. it was insane. And so like, I don't, I wasn't excited about the numbers, but we did get put in a group that only had like seven people in it. So yeah. even though they're all idiots. So, and we were at Castle of Chaos, and you're going to hear a little bit of that, so I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but, so these people, I mean, the shit that they were saying, you'll, you'll hear, uh, the Spirit Box app, and I swear I felt so bad for the M&L lady that was on our group, because she said, I think at least six times, now I cut out like the half hour, she did, minutes yeah. audio, but at least six times she says to these people, now those, those Spirit Box apps, those are for entertainment only. You- you sign the waiver. Just remember, those are for entertainment purposes only. And then all of a sudden, you'd be like, 
the two people would be like, oh my gosh, it just said, it said it just said Mason. It just said, like. It said hold. No, it didn't, you dumbass. You two fucking talking over there is what it's picking up. Plus, it's just got a fucking library of words that it spits out randomly on occasion. Oh, and the cold room that I was sitting next to that was like a fucking <laughs> empty cement room with a creepy ass with the ring doll, the ring, doll. The ring yeah. mannequin sitting on a chair and nothing else in there. And, and the like, one girl was like, it's so cold. I'm like, <laughs> did you feel that cold draft? It's because there's eight of us in here and there's an empty cement room next to us that's drafting in here. It's it's not it's not a ghost. You the dolls misses. are pretty creepy, though. But it did get kind of... And Winnie the Pooh had duct tape over his mouth. I'm not okay with that. Yeah. That whole fucking doll room is just really creepy yeah. they did a good job in it yeah um now i don't think we get in depth as to what happened at the end it did get really crazy and you kind of hear that in chris it was interview. pure chaos <laughs> it really was we were probably a big part of that so we hated the group we were in to start with we were not part of that we just joined so, into it well i don't know so this is my take on it so we left the group that we were in as we, everyone transitioned the first time. So there was four different groups moving around and we were supposed to transition from room to room to room. And as we started transitioning the first time, we run into uh, Jimmy and, and Susan and whatever group. It was their like hub. The- yeah. The little hub in their casino room. And Jess is like, <laughs> no. We're not going to stay with this group. Yeah, I went straight over to Jimmy and I was like, uh, can you put us in a different group, please? And so Jimmy's like, yes, yeah, sure, go with so her. So she and, was like, I'm taking these three. Yeah. And so we we go with this other group and they're like, oh, okay, we have more. Cool, whatever. And that group wasn't bad, actually. That group and that, was fine. Susan, Susan Slaughter was leading but here's that the group thing. at the moment. That was Lydia's group. And Lydia at that point... We didn't know left. that, though. Yeah, Lydia at that point had already left. And so then we're with this other group that Susan's with. And Susan's like... I got to go like yeah, be with other like, groups. I'm a celebrity. I'm a TV personality that's here. Like and she people give her time out. People have paid to come to this because I'm here. So I've got to go. Be <laughs> so with she left people. us in this hall. So she leaves us in this hall. She's like, I'll get someone to come be with you. We waited like 20 minutes and no one came. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> well, we boring. went back into the one room. Yeah. And I'm like, her. I'm, I'm done. And then I heard somebody else's voice. I thought I heard Jimmy's voice, but I think it actually ended up being Chris. And so I was like, Guys, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and so then we went to this other area, and we ran into whatever group Chris was with, and this is when all hell broke loose. They decided they were going to go into the crawl space under some stairs, and as they go in there, uh, the door is, like, nailed shut from the inside. It wasn't, so the door, the outside door is not nailed shut. It was on the inside where the boards were. Yeah, they had it all boarded up, because they probably didn't want people space. in there. Now, there's another entrance to that crawl space. I heard oh, more than one. they found bones More there. than one cast member. So they're in, they're going to get into that crawl space, and Jimmy is just, like, fucking kicking Oh, yeah, you can just hear, in. like. And it, it is just loud as shit. Uh, and so they crawl in, <laughs> they find some bones, they're chicken bones. I don't give a shit what I didn't even see them. Said. Did you see them? I no, didn't see them. they're not human remains. They were chicken bones. Everyone, Jimmy except, everyone she, except she did, but Jimmy. It was hilarious because I don't know bones. how many people actually heard her. She was like, oh my gosh, what's that over there? And like everybody turned and she, and she licked it <laughs> after they turned and looked at her. That's and what you, su- And that's Susan's what, yeah. face was like, oh, that yeah, just when, happened. When we talked to Susan the next day, she's like, I can't fucking believe she did that. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Is that, is that how you tell if they're demonic or not? If you lick them? I guess. It's I like licking know, a battery if it, t- if it so tingles. So talking to Jimmy and hearing Jimmy talk about it, she licks everything. Like that's just something she's done since she was a kid. Is that what you guys talked about when yeah. you saw her that morning? Yeah, I wish I would have had a chance to see her again after the investigation but so but anyway so uh it got a little crazy and you have to keep in mind my attitude was not great to begin with because i was 
I'm not one for late nights, and we started at one slash really two. Well, yeah, it was, in the middle of, two. it was in the middle of the expo. And in the middle of the expo. And I'm pretty sure that's why I'm sick is because I stayed up all night that night. I only got a couple like brief naps between the expo and it and then the expo again. So I'm pretty sure my immune system didn't like me. Um, but anyway, that so my experience was interesting. <laughs> it's like it's like premiere people watching uh, and then insane craziness. And I'm like, all right, I got to go to fucking bed because I have to get up and go to this expo in the morning. And <laughs> <laughs> Jess probably had a little bit different experience. I mean, and you you you. In, involved in the craziness a little bit. I don't know if they involved. I mean, I don't know what defines that. Did something really. touch you? Yeah, actually it did. Um, so, like... Uh, Not in your no-no spots, though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just what Chris said. Like, we... They assigned us to our groups once, once we got into, like, the waiting space. And... You know, like, of course, you hope that you get with somebody in the group that you know, whether it was Ryan or Lydia or Chris or any of them, really. But we just ended up in this small little group. Super annoying. And I don't, I don't have any patience for that. Like, first of all, you have to respect the space that you're going into. And my understanding is that these people go to a lot of them. <laughs> and so it just it just was super disrespectful. I was disrespectful to, I think her name was Shell the girl that was the leader of our group from MNL. She was so patient. And, and yeah. And, she, and I mean, she was asking amazing questions. And um, so while we're in the doll room, I, I thought I was really going to be more scared of the space, even like all the lights, Fuck all the that, power fucking, is off. Like, <laughs> but like even just walking, I don't do haunted houses. They're a really bad experience when I was like seven. And so I just, I don't do haunted houses like that. And, um, so I thought I would be more scared of like the actual props and stuff, even though they're not moving the powers all off, except for, you know, like the air and the, um, like the exit signs. And so, yeah, like Chris said, we got into the doll room and it was, a, it was a pretty creepy and like, I'm sure like something totally could have happened <laughs> in there, but this kid was just like, I was just like, shut up. I just wanted to be like, stop. And so, um, you'll hear in our interview with Jimmy, um, I think she said an interview that, when you experience something, write it down, you know, and then compare notes after. So you're not creating a type of, of mass hysteria and then it becomes psychological for everybody because they just feed off of that. Yeah. Well, it's like when you, it's like when you told me you got something on your EVP and you're like, it was this. And I'm like, don't tell me. Well, no, but I have to give you, I, I needed to give you yeah, a, you a didn't marker. Tell me where right. Or when. Right. You were just wondering if I got anything on mine. Which, right. Which I need to go listen to if you haven't gotten rid of it yet. But, no, um, they're all there. You can listen to them. So, like, they did this stupid pendulum, and I'm sorry to call a tool a pendulum. <laughs> I, I am a super firm believer after some experiences of dowsing rods, but the pendulum, I just wanted to like sucker punch so, this kid. This kid. And I can't really see the pendulum very well because I was like, there I'm, was nothing I'm fucking sitting on the ground by this cool room because it's two in the morning. I'm hot and cranky uh, and I'm tired, so maybe I can fall asleep and start snoring and that'll really fuck with people. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that? It's a demon. So they're asking right. questions and this pendulum keeps moving. Uh, yes and no, and goes goes to stop, and uh, 
so Bree's cousin actually, who's one of the one of the cast members for Castle of Chaos at some point, and she's in the group with us. She goes, she's like, I'll take that. Isn't your arm tired? Maybe someone else should hold it because it's been like twenty minutes, probably. She's like, is your arm tired? Maybe maybe someone else should hold the pendulum. And so she gets the pendulum from him. Bam! No more ghosts talking. And I don't I don't want to discredit somebody's tools that they believe in, but if you have any type of tick or anything, you're not going to get like a true read on anything. So. It was stupid. Anyway, so we're walking. We're we were walking into one of the other rooms, and there was another gal who was from MNL that was at the back of our group. And so I kind of like fell behind to talk to her for a second and told her what Jimmy said about you know being quiet and and uh, so we get into the other room, and she's like, "Can everybody just let's just ask the questions and everybody just be quiet?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." Oh, that's why she said that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was after that was after the, the, the stupid mom lady fucking puts two flashlights together. No, that was that was before she said it. Yeah, well, she had put put two flashlights together to get ghosts to turn on the flashlights for her, like mag lights that, that had to be turned, which I thought was kind of dumb. If you've actually seen it happen, it's pretty crazy. But then she like keeps shining her actual flashlight oh, in our in eyes, fucking everyone's eyes. We're like, stop. Anyway, so there was like nothing in any of the rooms, but we were walking down. So this used to be an old club, it was a club Tropicana, and I don't know when it closed, but the people I've told about, they're like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that club was there. And so like, there's this huge long mirror in this hallway, <laughs> and I took a bunch of pictures. But we were walking down it, and I just feel like a tap on my back, like. Just to like, you know, if somebody was like trying to get your attention and Brie was behind me, Brie and Chris were the only two people behind me. And I just turned to Brie and I was like, did you just tap my shoulder? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, that's what I thought. Then we just kept walking. So um, I, it's just super frustrating that people can't just be quiet. Like in the other group, there was one guy that every time the dowsing rods moved, he'd be like, yes, no. I'm like. obviously (laughs) obviously we know that when they cross it means yes like you do not need to confirm that out loud because you're screwing up everybody's recordings so anyways yes we so we ditched the groups and that and the end was just chaos like people went home sick like half of mnl went home sick um ryan was told not to come back um because whatever happened to him and he's like i felt fine he's like but they told me i had to get out of there and um yeah that (laughs) I'm sorry. I have I have issue with that just in general, but with, not with Ryan leaving, but with half of MNL actually leaving the site, right? Especially a, for people because Chris is Chris is she says she's not normally the one that is like doing the leading. That is Lydia. Yeah. Lydia does that, and so Chris was well, just like that, left, and it clearly put like, Chris in a hard spot. It to, d- to it did for to, sure, and you could you that. could tell that for sure, and there were like patrons getting sick and cast members getting sick and one girl looks stoned out of her fucking mind jimmy flicking bones and <laughs> anyway so it was like 4 30 and it was just there was so much chaos happening and it was just like a weird weird amount of time like i don't think i've ever experienced anything like that before but then we were just finally like we have to get out of here so yeah so the rest of the episode is is just going to be uh first uh dumbass Talking about dolls moving, so you can understand how ridiculous I saw his it was. Arm move, guys. Something touched my arm. Something touched my arm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> kid. Uh, and then, um, yeah, that, that'll be the episode. Then we'll have Jimmy Lynn, darling, and then what's Chris's last name? I can't remember. Langman. Langman uh, from MNL Paranormal. Um, so it's going to be a little bit longer, but uh, they're both very entertaining interviews. Um, and uh, next week we will have the stuff from Anime Bonsai for you. So.
This doll's eye just moved. <sighs> this doll's hand moved before we came in here was in front of his face. You okay? I just got like a wave just Something like like something just hit me and it made me like super emotional. Like sad, angry. I kind of feel anxious. Yeah, yeah. that's really yeah, just yeah. what it is. Just really, really anxious. anxious. Okay. This person right here has a pendulum you can use to speak with us. If you don't want to move anything. I just felt a cold breeze over here in this corner. But I don't know if it's because this is propped open or not. Yeah, it's I just could slide yeah, yeah, on metal at the Zen, same time. Have you got the thermometer? Oh, thermometer. Oh, check the temperature. Or check the there. corner right here. Yeah, because I'm sure it's probably finally like venting out from yeah. all the. Well, did one of you slide well, on metal the over there at the same right time? There. Right there. I did. Drop two degrees. Slide over there. Sixty-two. It could be this water bottle. I'm gonna take a drink and there's ice in this and it might like rattle. I don't know. I don't know if it will or This other room is just much cooler. Yeah, see, it jumps like two degrees just from between the... I think that room is just colder. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, see, it's it drops three degrees. Oh, yeah. There's a creepy it's just doll in there. Oh, and you don't have the whole place <laughs> running, I'm sure. Well, there is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just a mess. Yeah, that yeah. creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I Yeah, there we go. There's an AC. Okay. Jordan. Okay. 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 Jordan. Brad and Jordan. I don't think Brad or Jordan would be interested in a doll. No, but there is uh, Jordan that does work here. Has he ever come through this side, this no. area? No. Oh, the Barbie dolls hanging by the. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's just yeah. been getting creepier and creepier as we go. They keep changing the dolls in here. There's a Ken doll. There's oh my gosh, a naked Ken doll. That's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so this lovely thing he's got will move if you don't want to move any of the other items. Use your energy. Can you show us a yes? Alright, so we have uh, we have Jimmy Lynn Darling here with us today. Um, she's a Hollywood occult advisor. Is that what you would title yourself, or do you have a better better title for yourself, Jimmy? You know, I think that's kind of a fancy title they gave me. I, most people call me asshole or dick. You <laughs> know, um, I'm actually, uh, I don't know, you know, it's... Uh, I'm an expert in ancient religions, and I'm a demonologist. So, t- so we interviewed you a little bit earlier, and I don't remember if we got this on there, but you you have some degrees in some things. So I want you to to some tell stuff. us like your stuff. education, because you because you're not just like lady on the street that decided that you're going to go tell people what to do with you know historical and religious artifacts. You didn't just walk in off the street one day. No, I didn't. I actually have a PhD in anthropology of ancient religions. So she's she's like the real she's like the real shit, man. The real deal. Yeah. So the real it, it, when, Jones. You, when you go to my Facebook and it has my name and then it says the doctor. That's why. It's it because you are. Because it should be comma PhD. <laughs> right. So I feel like they should put that on this little flyer, but right. Well, you know, it's 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 all good. It's you know, it's 
I, I went over there and half of their team stands there and they say that they're starstruck with me. And I go, why? I'm, I'm just Jimmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. That's cool though. Which yeah. is cool, but, but it, you know, there's a reason why. And, and it's, it's, you have amazing personality. You, you say what you think and you can back, you can back it up. It's, but it's a, it's also a validation to the work that they are passionate about doing, right? True, and and that and that you can that you can have that legitimacy lends legitimacy to the things that you say. Because, like I said, you're not just someone who one day woke up and decided, "Wow, this is interesting. I think I'll do this," and got lucky. I mean, not that there might not have been some luck involved, but it's not just me deciding, wow, I think the occult is really cool and reading about it on the internet and then happenstance, get a job somewhere and progress up the line. Like you've got some stuff that backs you up and that, that lends legitimacy to the whole industry as opposed to, you know, crackpots off the street that do just walk in off the street. <laughs> right, right. No, I get that. No, I, you know, I actually do have legitimacy and I did spend 20 years as the owner of uh, the nation's oldest occult store. And, um, uh, so how was that? What kind of stuff did you see, experience? Oh, please. That's why I retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the middle of Hollywood, California, and, and there's a reason why they call it Hollywood. And, uh, you know, I've had, I had judges, and I've had police officers, and it's been legitimate reasons and I've had people come in and swear up and down that I saved their lives just by advice and helping them out uh, and then I've had people that have come in off the street and screamed at my mannequin please stop fucking raping me and then throw a bottle of co- a bag of cocaine at their feet and I just went <laughs> oh god Did you go, this oh, feels free like cocaine. a <laughs> no I went oh set up <laughs> oh set up <laughs> No, Asifur, this this isn't mine. <laughs> I swear to God, it was a crazy bitch. No one just comes in and throws drugs. <laughs> that stuff's expensive. They're not gonna just throw it on the ground. I mean, we've it's been it, we've had very interesting things. I I had a uh, I, I guess it's a transvestite. She or maybe even a tra- uh, transsexual that hadn't completely. I walked into my store one day. And my interns were standing behind the counter, and I was like, hey, you know, all happy to be at work. How you guys doing? Thanks for opening for me. And my interns look at me with their eyes wide open, and I'm like, oh, God, what? Right? And they looked over at the person that's leaning over my counter, and uh, 70 socks, 70 roller skates, right? Little short shorts and a little 70s top. And I was like, well, okay, well, 70s, you know, whatever, right? Was and I year. looked down. And out she's, of the got, she's got balls hanging between her legs that are coming out of the shorts. <laughs> oh, no. She turns around. Her eyebrows are drawn all the way up by her hairline. And she goes, I lost my demon. And I said, well, congratulations. <laughs> I hope it was the one with the Sharpie. And she just kind of looked confused at me like a puppy with the head to the side. And I said, uh, I'm sorry. Congratulations on losing your demon. And she goes, no, I didn't want to. And I said, uh, 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 huh, I don't know what to answer that. Okay, I'm sorry that you lost your demon. <laughs> and she goes, I went to prison and I prayed to Jesus because I got scared and I lost my demon. And I said, okay, well, I hope you find it. 
<laughs> but in the meantime, my interns scattered to the back rooms. I'm like, you cowards. <laughs> right, deal with it yourself, woman. <laughs> cowards. Cowards, you left me here. Hey, hey, you traitors. And she goes, I said, well, what, um, what demon was it? Perhaps I can help you. And she goes, you wouldn't have heard of it. It's gay. It's, it's a, it's an Irish demon. And I'm thinking to myself, there truly is no Irish demons. There's, there's aggressive spirits and there's that which is considered evil, but there's nothing actually called a demon in the Irish philosophies per se. It's not really a word that's, you know, there's, yeah. there's the aggression, there's the violence, there's the hookah, but they weren't really demonic the in nature. But that's the it's different, Not right? benevolent. <laughs> right. And so I said, uh, I said, well, what was its name? She goes, it's Gaelic. You wouldn't understand. And I said, oh, you speak Gaelic. She goes, yes. And I said, you speak Gaelic. <laughs> and she goes, yes. And, I, and she goes, let me show you. She walks over to my store cat. Where on my mother's grave right now? And she goes, I'm going to call this cat something in Gaelic. And I said, Please amuse me. <laughs> and she goes, Kirti, Kart. She, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, That's a Gaelic for kitty cat. <laughs> I went, mm, Moron. Try to, tra- <laughs> try to translate that, please. I love that word. <laughs> and she just looked at me. And I was like, Get out of my store. <laughs> so, I mean, and there was some really great things, and there are people who, to this day, will swear up and down that I saved their lives. I've got one stalker that has done just one. That's pretty. That's pretty decent. Well, there's pretty only impressive. one. St- well, no, there's one stalker that's got an army of five behind him, who's done something like five websites with the exact same blurb on each website, saying I'm not a veteran. I'm just like, oh, you know, that's like a lot of wasted energy. And I'm like, you should probably let the VA know that because they (laughs) they write a check to me every month. (laughs) They may have, you know, if that's the case, I'd like to have like a couple of, you know, six years of my life back and a couple of the injuries gone. (laughs) And uh, all of the people who uh, said sweetheart while you were building your bombs. Right. Exactly. And all the guys on my Facebook page that built bombs with me and that were on the website going, you sons of a bitch, stop telling that she's not a veteran. You asshole, you weren't here with it. I'm like, why do you feed into the trolls? Yeah. Let it go. Don't feed the trolls because they die if you don't feed them. Right. Exactly. They stopped like a couple of years ago writing about me. I was like, Stop feeding the trolls. And um, what they wanted me to do was completely retire out of the occult. And, you know, they got a big, heavy Christian warrior there leading the charge to have me stoned. And I was like, um, Stoned, huh? Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, and then I made the stupid comment of, No, I get bags of cocaine thrown at me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong drug. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one. Oh, wow. So, uh, I mean, it was interesting. But no, you're right. I, I, I'm not just the person that woke up and said, hey, I'm going to Google Aleister Crowley. Or I'm going to Google, I don't even know any of the modern ones. Uh, I'm going to Google Aletheus Levi or, you know, Cly- uh, Clymere 
or a, and become this really well-spoken occultist, you know, by the University of the Internets and Doctor Google. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, his, so name, his name is Jeeves. Jeeves. Um, <laughs> like twelve years ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's sad that I remember that too. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I do have a degree in it. It's uh, something that I've written about. I'm a published author. I have been on many a program, many uh, interviews, uh, several TV shows. Uh, I have sat on religious leaders' councils uh, in, in Los Angeles to have us uh, recognized. I did a, pay, a Pagan Day Festival for over a decade where the city actually gave us proclamations declaring that day to all pagans. Wow. Um, I, I've led a, a huge religious movement to get, uh, not that we should be baby pampered handed anything, just acknowledged awesome. as legitimate. Right. And so, uh, yeah, they put me as the Hollywood cult advisor and that's not completely off, off, off of what my title would be. I do do consultations on films. I've worked on Pirates of the Caribbean. I've worked on, uh, uh, back in the days, Jag. I've worked on Buffy, Angel. I've worked on, um, I, I did a couple of CSI episodes where they did psychics and witchcraft huh. and Santeria. And I've worked on, uh, not in front of the camera, but looking at the scripts. And I think I was telling you guys, that they came in on Jag, and they were like, we have this demonic symbol. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, you think that's a demonic symbol? Where did you get that info? They said, we went to Google, and we Googled it. <laughs> See, it's Dr. Google. Dr. Google. And they said, uh, it's the Mohan of so the Solomon. And I said, it's the Mohan of Dawood. And I said, which translates to Star of David. And that's a Jewish star. And if you want to work in Hollywood, you will not put that down as a demonic <laughs> symbol. And they were like, are you kidding me? And I said, no. How did they not recognize a fucking Star of David? Because because the name on the Google blinded them to it. Right. So they they handed, believed it over common sense. And so they handed me the script. And I was like, okay, see, that's wrong. And, oh, God, you're killing me there. And. Oh, see, that's just not right. Um, and then in front of the camera, not as an occultist, I actually was delivering a um, books to Feruza Bulk on a uh, set for American History X. And, and I, she was co-owner of my store for a while. And she... Um, they're, like crazy. they're like, all of a sudden, they just turned it way up. Way up. Um, so... Um, I got in there and they were like, how would you like to play a high school student? And I said, how would you like to know I'm in my 30s? And they were like, how would you like to carry the books in, in, in front of the school when Edward Norton gets killed? And, or, and I was like, or no, Edward Norton's walking past and his little brother gets killed. And I'm like, how would you like to know that the only books that I have in my hands are Aleister Crowley? <laughs> I don't think that that qualifies in, well, maybe in California. <laughs> I'm not sure. And they said, uh, so, I mean, I was on front of the camera for that and I, I was like, no. And they were like, sag wages. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'll do that. And uh, now, prior to coming to here, I was uh, working out deals to where uh, I had uh, wrote a blog 
about a cemetery investigation that I did. And a uh, production company in Hollywood saw it, read it, contacted me, and they said, we'd like to option your blogs. And I was like, uh, sure, I have no idea what that means. Have fun. And then I, this just sounds interesting. Go ahead. And they said, oh, you have to have a contract. I'm like, what? They're like, we're going to make it into a movie. And I was like, sure, go ahead. And um, they had me write a script, you know, like an outline, and I had to teach myself how to do that. I'm probably the only person in Hollywood that doesn't want to break into the industry. And I'm like, oh, God, i got to learn this. Awesome. All right, so I'm learning Final Draft. And, um, and I'm like, I, and the whole time I'm cussing at my laptop. Fucking old, and I can't remove things. Write <laughs> hundred writers in Hollywood. Swing a cat by its tail, and you'll knock over five of them. <laughs> you know why are they doing this to me? And uh, I, they asked me if I had anything else, so I did a seven things, and then I rewrote one of the ones that they handed me. And uh, we start production uh, January seventh. They bought all seven, wow. so January seventh, I do one about Bathory, and uh, Elizabeth Bathory, Blood Countess. And then we uh, moved to Spadra, which is one of the investigations I did. We do an ensemble of shadows, which is kind of like a vampire flick with a paranormal aspect to it. Soul Collect. Anyway, there's a whole bunch. So I was like, uh, they were like, we should have thought of a better title for you when we made the flyers. But I'm like, you could have just put just Jimmy. Right? My wife said, could have just put just asshole. I was like, awesome. It sounds like you, your wife and I would totally get along because I'd call him just asshole. Oh. <laughs> I roll with it. It's okay. Yeah. I wake her up in the middle of the night with a squirrel latex mask on. So, <laughs> and, and a lightsaber. You are lightsaber. scary as shit. <laughs> that would freak me the fuck out. I wake up, I wake up at night and I'm like this. <gasps> Oh, it's terrible. If I happen to get into bed and he's what, asleep or whatever, I up, like, and I move just wrong, like he's bolts upright, and it's it's like the worst thing in the world has ever just he's heard the worst sound ever, and it 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 will scare me. Him waking <laughs> the way, him waking up scares me. The way I think about it is, I wake up to in when I wake up suddenly like that, I'm waking up in preparation to fight. Right. So I suck in as much oxygen as he's I can. Just, my eyes pop wide open, and I'm totally trying to take in all of my surroundings. <laughs> he's he's totally useless when he first wakes up because he just looks around like. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, where, where what? Am I? <laughs> but it's really creepy. Why is it 10:30? The first <laughs> <laughs> the first couple of times he did it, it frightened me. <laughs> see, see, she goes to sleep. It's pitch black in the room. I turn on the bright red oh, no. lightsaber that has noise to it. <laughs> yep. we have one of those. Right? And she looks and she wakes up and then I put it near my face and I've got a latex squirrel mask. And, ah! and I'm like, are you sleeping well? <laughs> Honey, are you asleep? <laughs> she goes, what time is Did it? And I'm like, you? two in the morning. <laughs> are you awake now? <laughs> That's awesome. Bree, Bree just uses lightsaber sounds to disrupt quiet panels. Oh my panels. god. <laughs> it was terrible. I had a little lightsaber at Comic Con and accidentally turned it on in a totally serious, like racial stereotypical Comic Con panel where they were talking about the races and movies and how the races should write for their own races. So that they actually sound so like a 
a black person sounds like a black person or an islander sounds like an islander instead of like some white guy writing for some a black jewish person, dude right? writing for a pacific islander and so like it's a cotton candy lightsaber and i'm like scraping the cotton candy off of it and i hit the on button and i don't know how it's to like, turn it <laughs> and it's going <laughs> in the front row and she's and she's trying to turn it off and instead of turning it off she keeps hitting the button that makes it go win she wins it was great so i like i like snap it out of her hands i'm like shit turn it off and get turned off and i throw it on the floor i'm like don't touch it you win you win and you know that somewhere they're doing a podcast right now talking about her about that can you believe that bitch in the, the front, front row? row. <laughs> <laughs> totally serious conversation, and uh, she's doing a lightsaber. I felt so. This is why. Stupid. This is why the, black people can't have writers because bitches like this. Because that <laughs> white, that white chick was all entitled, playing with her lightsaber while we were being serious. Oh, I felt so stupid. <laughs> this is awesome. So you're talking about how they named you on the flyer. Is there any? term that people use towards you that you're just like eh, don't, no don't use that when they call me a witch I don't like it it's first of all really non category of anything yeah. you don't practice Wiccan or anything do you no yeah. and most, you know everybody everybody who practices the occult can literally be considered a witch but I like to Say I'm an occultist, and the reason why it's not the whole spooky occult thing. The literal definition of the occult uh, of occult word. Me. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm sorry, Chris's Chris vampire. <laughs> yeah, all right over there. It's it's his form of a, yeah, a lightsaber only. You yeah, know, Chris not put as disruptive. Teeth, and it was just really it's funny watching him put them in. So anyway, here. the definition of occultist. Is, uh, uh, the definition of occult itself is the unknown, and an occultist would be the believer in the unknown. So I like the word being called just a cultist because I'm a believer in the unknown. I don't, there's beauty in nature with the religions. There's bullshit in each of the religions. But I like to have the open opportunity to defend each of the religions. So when somebody says witch, they pigeonhole you. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because right. I will defend traditional Christianity. I will defend you know, traditional mainstream religions, and but if you say which, I'm not. Um, I can't do it. You pigeonhole me. So I like to be called an occultist because there, it's the belief in the unknown. But then there's science that we don't know about, and that can include science, and that can include quantums, and that can include, you know, it can include things we haven't explored yet. It can include anything. I believe there's more unknown than what we than what we can even fathom. Oh, for sure. So I like to be called an occultist. For sure. Or just Jimmy. Well, if you <laughs> if you look at old old religions, they believe that the sun was a god that, that a a being of some sort made the sun go up. As soon as science proved it wrong, that that religion was no longer quantified and disappeared and went away. So. What's a religion today, a thousand years from now? Will still be, be a mythology. Because right. everything that they thought was mystical has been proven by science. Right. But here's the thing. Every religion right now is a myth. Right. Because there's not a religion out there that can be proven. Right. right. And until your God can give me a phone call and ask me out for lunch, 
It's not real. And not take you somewhere cheap. And no, no, I don't want cheap. Not just coffee. No, <laughs> not just coffee. But but do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to diss religions, right. no. but people sit there and they say, yours is a mythology and mine is a religion. They're all fairy tales. They're all fairy tales. They're all they're all they're all mythology. And yet they're all beautiful because some you need to believe in something. something. And you need to put yourself into some sort of way to direct your energy to push yourself to strive. And I don't care if you decide to do it to all of them or none of them, but you have to have something. And I don't diss those that have really, I diss those that make it a code, that make it a law, that make it, that say, mine's right, theirs is wrong, and we're going to go to war, and we're going to kill everybody over it. Really? Because we're all fighting over mythology. No, we're not. I'm sorry, but what do you call Greek mythology? Really? Because to the Greeks back then, that was religion. religion. Okay? And in a thousand years, you're going to be a mythology. Right. Okay. It's like I said, I don't have a problem with Jesus. It's his fan club that books. Bugs me, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, is and and I have been, I have been, uh, uh, what is it? Excommunicated five times, four, five times, four times, four times. I had to guess like the first one didn't take, so they had to keep For, going. Keep sending From that which, letter. Which churches? Right, <laughs> Catholic. Uh, they just kept because I was raised Catholic, and so. Uh, but it was like your ex commit, and so then I I wrote him a letter back and said the next time this happens I'd like to be presented by the Pope and this time maybe it'll take. I mean, how what? evil do you think I am that you guys have to keep sending me these letters keep- every time I do something on TV? <laughs> I get an excommunication letter. I'm like, okay, but I didn't rejoin. Can you update your records, please? <laughs> You're like, like I didn't opt back this in. This isn't certified. <laughs> I need it certified, please. Right. I opt back in. That's okay. awesome. I didn't renew my membership. <laughs> so I need you I to stop. I didn't pay my dues. Sorry. Right? I need you to stop. But hey, I'm going to start framing these because it's, you know, and I'm, like, and I'm like, why are you preoccupied with, if you don't like me, stop watching my interviews. That's right. <laughs> so who's watching my shows that knows? <laughs> right. And, and, you know, my mom's just like, we got another excommunication letter for you. And I'm like. I'm sorry. She goes, you're never going to be buried with the family. And I'm like, oh. probably not. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I if like I, that that's what she's concerned about. Because right? that's the bargaining tool. Oh, well, since you put it that way. <laughs> right. You know, your grave is not going to be next to me and your father. Right, right. And then my mom went and got cremated and lived in my dad's house. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so your point was moot. And you didn't tell me that this was your wishes. You were just trying to. You just try and brought me right back in. Guess what? That's what parents do, though. You know, right? We try and like make make some things sound a little more serious or a little less serious, just to get get our kids to do things because we're desperate. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's twenty three. I just walk up. You're doing this, or or what? And he's like, "I'm sorry, I'll do it." (laughs) I wish that I had that option. My twenty year old is like. It doesn't respond and doesn't and try being ex-military. Yeah, that's um, probably part of it. Yeah, I'm being a bomb builder so that he grew up with your pictures, building missiles on his wall. Yeah, right? here's mom with a bomb. I think it's too late for me when mine are twenty and seventeen. It's not going to work. But were you? Did you find your passion um, for the occult prior to going into the military, or once you were once you were finished? You know, it, Get excommunicated again. <laughs> um, I don't think the Pope listens to our show. Jack. 
Let's hope not. Um, <laughs> well, if maybe, maybe I can get a picture with him. Um, <laughs> no, I actually got, um, I went in, I, I was this really good Catholic kid, Irish Catholic household, and I was in Catholic school, and I went into ninth grade, freshman year, and um, religion class was there, and um, we had a teacher, and his name was Mr. Tom Harvey. He looked like Jesus. He had the beard, and he wore the sandals, and he was this little tiny guy that talked so soft, and he was like... I want to teach you about the love of Christ. And I was like, okay. Right? And of course, I'm like this really good Catholic kid. And he came in and he had a Bible in one hand and Grimm's, uh, it was Aesop Tales in the other. In the other. And he goes, can anybody tell me the difference between these two books? And I said, uh, yeah, boom goes my hand. And he's like, yeah. And, I'm like, and he's like, your name? I'm like, Jimmy Darling. And he, and Which he is did. a great name, by the way. Like, it's Irish. Great. It used to be O Darling. Thankfully, they dropped the O. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> right? Um, especially in the military. Darling was hard enough. Um, but um, he came, and I said, uh, I said, yeah, one is the word of God, and one is like a fairy tale with like a morality at the end. Jesus threw the books at my head. <laughs> and all I could think about at the time was, oh, fuck, I pissed off Jesus. My mom's going to kill me. My mom's going to fucking kill me. Jesus is pissed. Right? And, and the pages go flying in every direction. And he gets in my face and he's beat red. Jesus is going to, like, Jesus is going to punch me. I can punch my Jesus on my first day of school. It's crazy. And he said, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Both books were written by the hand of man. Both books only have uh, fables that have a morality at the end. All religions start in one point and all religions are trying to get to the other. They beg, borrow, and steal and weave themselves up to the point. Learn that and you'll live longer. You'll certainly live happier, sweetheart. And I was like, what? And it's at that moment I decided it didn't have to be pigeonholed into one religion. If they all begged, borrowed, and stolen from each other, then I should learn all of them. And I might be happier. And I might live a, a, a longer life. And so I started studying all the religions. And believe it or not, the nuns helped me. The nuns were like, oh, I believe it. Yeah, the nuns were very, and they were Irish nuns. Oh, darling, Jimmy, darling, come to the convent and have some milk and cookies and read these books with us. And I would, but they really pushed it. So when I got in the military, because um, I was raised dirt poor, and the military was a great way to go to get out of my neighborhood, serve my country, visit the world, see interesting people, bomb the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a joke, guys, but uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it happens. But um, well, You made the bombs. You didn't actually drop them. No, right? I didn't. I just I just uh, really just wired them. It's um, <laughs> like uh, when you make the cake, like Jess makes the cakes, but she doesn't make anybody eat them, so she doesn't make anybody fat. She just makes the cake. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, I started everywhere I got stationed, everywhere that I could go on leave to, Started hitting the libraries to learn about their their quote unquote mythologies and religions, and then uh, I started. I you know I enrolled in college, and I started 
trying to take the courses in anthropology with a specific in religions and philosophies. And then it turned to just ancient religions. And then it was really interesting because I found out that a lot of disinformation is out there, especially about demonology, because it's all pigeonholed really under the concept of Christianity. And, and, and I wrote a demonology book. And one of the things I said in it truly was, you know, if you are, uh, doing an exorcism and you yell, demon be gone in the name of Jesus, right? If it's something from Babylon, it's a Babylonian demon. He has no idea who Jesus is. Right. Nor does he give a shit. Right. <laughs> Man, this Jesus guy, that's nice. Right? Turn you sideways. So I was like, look, people, you, you, you pigeonhole the belief systems. And if you just understood things a little bit more broader, fear dissipates with knowledge. And we attack what we fear. Perhaps we get along a little bit better if we kind of understood everybody and each other. Instead of yelling demon this or demon that or evil this or evil that, if you truly understood what it was. Question things. Question things. Right? Instead of just going along like little sheep, we would be in a much better place. And we'd certainly be more scientifically advanced. Right. Uh, you know, the whole dark ages set us back, um, <laughs> you know, scientifically. But um, I, I like to talk to people about demonology because, you know, you get somebody when they don't understand something. The first thing that comes out of their mouth is, demon. And I'm like, no. <laughs> No. You're like, you're cute. You're cute. <laughs> just, just, just just made a petting motion. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and, you know, and people, like, I got asked today at the booth, how do you know somebody's got a demon with them? And I said, well, the first thing I do is send them for blood tests. And they're like, you can blood test a demon? And I said, no, but I can blood test drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I can blood test lead poisoning. Ah. ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I can, and then I can test cancers, or there's anything that can come up in the white blood cell count that's wrong that could say tumor. And then I send them to a psychiatrist because then I can get an understanding of uh, of schizophrenia right. or, or anything like so that. So you're you're eliminating all of the knowns right. until it really truly becomes a cult or right. unknown. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's, I don't, I was very, I I think I'm kind of disappointing when I go on to a a, a ghost (laughs) paranormal investigation, because the first thing I do, and I tell them right straight up front when I'm there, I give the lecture and I tell them what to do and how to do it more scientifically. I have a research team that researches everything about the property all the way back. I want angles. I want the microfiche that you were telling us about. I have a crew that's what we call scrubs. And they scrub microfish for me on any place that I'm going. And my goal is to walk in and debunk. As much as you can. As much, to debunk it. I walk in in the theory of, you're all under mass hysteria. And there's really nothing here. Because I want to have something that can't be proven to be legit. Right. As as real or scientific explanation. So I want to know things. Do you know what I mean? Before, 
Because if I can then say, damn, there's something here. Did you know? Damn. <laughs> there's something Yeah, there. because then all the people who are saying, well, you know, oh, you were, it's a schizophrenic person or you were all, you know, you all got high before you went in or right. whatever. You, you can get rid of all of that. Yeah. Uh, and I can go in with history. I can go. And the funny part is, is that when somebody goes, now, when we did an investigation here before, we saw, and I go, shut up. And they go, why? And I say, I don't want my mind predisposed. It's like the, the sounds something. that you hear and people tell you, they're saying, you know, we love Jesus. And then, of course, they play it and you hear, we love, love Jesus, Jesus. Right? right? But if they had played it before, you might go, uh, it sounded like. Boom, 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 that boom, would be an amazing me. EVP to get. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But do you, you know what <laughs> but, I mean? I, I literally try. I, I want nobody with a free. So what, like last, last night when we went to Santerre. I said, I'm not interested in the building. And he said, excuse me? I said, I'm not interested in the building. And he said, why? And I said, it's not even the original building. Yeah. And you should have seen. One guy argued with me. And he's like, yes, it is. And he starts to give me the history. And I said, sir, I re- read the re- Wikipedia too. And I said, uh, but I want you to know that the original Saltaire was over there. And it was out into the lake. And it was on a pier. And the water was surrounding it. And I want you to know that what you're in is a third rebuild to revitalize it. And I said, no, I'm not saying that there's not something here. I don't care to investigate buildings. I investigate the land. Because the land remembers things. And I said, so here's what I want to do. I want to take you all the way back to the days when the wagons were coming across and this looked like water. And I want you to think about what happens when you reach when you're not when you reach it and it's not water or it's not water you can drink. I want you to think about the mines that are right there. I want you to think of and I went through the whole history of the land. Right? By that time, there's nothing predisposed. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, it just opens them up to understand there, there is more in this world. There is more under the sky than what you can dream of. Right. Okay. Just understand that going out. And, you know, I think they were amused with it. I'm not sure. I think some of them were like, what do you mean? And I'm like, now I'm here to disprove this place. And they went, oh, we paid money to, to investigate with you. And I said, oh, you will be investigating with me. But I'm here to disprove this place. And when I'm done, if I can't disprove something, I'm good. Now, I caught nothing in the buildings. Nothing. I'm not saying that there isn't anything. I didn't catch anything. But I caught it on the, on the, on the uh, salt beds. Right. And we have that recording. You told us that story. I was telling them it about it when we came back. incredible. And those I can't explain. Because there's absolutely, and I've got daytime Google shots, Google Earth shots that were sent to me, so I could see if there was any light post, any light, any electricity lines I needed to see. You know what I mean? Right. I need. I, yeah. I'm looking for the lay of land lines. I'm looking for any lines that went under. That. I'm looking for anything that I can say. Oh, those green lights were. Yeah, and I, I got nothing. I got nothing. My team was like. We uh, we honestly got nothing there, Chief. And I was like, well, then I guess we got something. Right. <laughs> well, then I guess I got something. Now, that definitely makes your whatever more valuable. Like I said, like your PhD, as much as you want to be Jimmy, 
it makes what you say more valuable than when you are just Jimmy because <laughs> there's it, it makes the people or I shouldn't say makes it helps people who are wondering why say okay she's for real she's trying to debunk it she's not trying to prove it this lends more legitimacy to what you're doing as opposed to some of the other people out there I know Jess was talking to you earlier about other people that they their goals are are different and and they're less trustworthy because I do let I do tend to want to believe it more than say Chris because Chris is a like you you have to debunk every single thing to him before he's even going to admit that even something might be there where I'm more apt to try and and see it and I because I want to see it because I've I've had small experiences with it so it helps when people like you make sure that whatever you're telling me really is legitimate. Yeah. And again, I'm not running around, you know, and, and I've told people in investigations, if you hear something, if you see something, if you feel something, jot it down and shut up. Because if I were to look over Jill and say, I just felt something touch me. Guarantee you, you might feel something too. But in a group of 20, someone's going to feel touched. And then someone else is going to feel touched. And then someone else is, and it's, it's, it's called, it's called, uh, group energy or mass hysteria where it, it spreads like a domino effect. And so I tell people, whatever it is, jot it down because if you feel it and then you feel it, and you jotted it down, you didn't speak to each other about it, and you came up with the exact same statements in your little notebooks, there's some legitimacy to that then. But if you guys start talking about it, it's done. I don't want to hear it now. And it might be legitimate, but I don't care. Because you became an influencer. You convinced each other more deeply of it yeah. instead of... Yeah, and you might have convinced the person next to you, and there's some people who so badly want to feel something on an investigation that they can... And it becomes psychological. It becomes psychological. So we're in a weird time period where people want to go on these investigations because they uh, it's been sensationalized on TV. How do you... Are you able to decipher the people that are there for... Uh, pure purpose versus the people that just want the just want the scare. Well, here's the thing. Um, how do you, does that question make sense? I mean, how do you filter that? I mean, it's hard. You you do something open to the public, and you're going to get a, a filtration of all of it. Uh, the point being is, is you stay in control in a very structured environment, and those who want to be scared uh, will actually leave early because you didn't provide them the whole running through the house and i'm not going to mention names on tv but there are people on tv that have got shows that are running through houses going i'm in touch i heard that did you see that and run and it's like and then their whole team runs and i'm like the hell kind of investigator are you that you're running what the fuck's wrong with you you're a girl. <laughs> you're such a girl. Stop being such a girl. Right? You're a little girl at that because you're screaming like one. 
Uh, but do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't allow the mass hysteria. Everything is very structured. And with that structure, that filters out. And, and I feel sorry for those people because they truly wanted something that scares them. But I always try to make it when, when anything's posted, I always try to go in and post and say, look, if you're looking for a scare factor, there are a ton of of haunted, staged haunted events that will scare you. You don't need me to do that, and I'm too old to play that game. <laughs> so you're not that old. And I'm not interested in it. Do you know what right. I mean? I'm just not interested in it. Right. So I don't do it. And but you you do it very controlled. And and I've had. People filter out of investigations where where I'm the guest host to it, or they go with another team leader because they'll try to scare them, and that's great. I'm an immense great storyteller. I'm wonderful to make history sound interesting. I've got the research underneath me, and I can I can make ice in es- in Alaska sound interesting if I had to, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm also not going to pander to the scare factor. So, I mean, I'm there to educate. I'm there to help. And I'm there to give a real experience. Uh, and sometimes it's good for them. Sometimes it's really bad for them. But I do try. You know, it's not like I sit there very dry and sound like Charlie Brown's teacher at the front of the <laughs> Right. So, like, you know, and, and I'm very animated and I'm very intense when I do things. And it's a big, very big passion for me and it comes out. But I'm also not the person that's going to sit there and go, now in here, the murder room, <laughs> when they touch you, you will take something home with you. So make sure that you have sage. Oh, please, come on, stop. Sage is not a bad thing to have, but let's not play, you know. know, Because then what happens is I get 32 emails in my email box going, I came home with me and I'm haunted and I'm peeing my pants and I can't go in my house and my dog is speaking like a cat. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's speaking Gaelic. Yeah, speaking Gaelic. Uh, Speaking Gaelic. Um, <laughs> well, and <laughs> so I had a weird experience several weeks ago after we visited. I think I told you guys about this after we visited Raven over at McGrew Studios, where I left my work and there was a suspicious sound, and I was I was scared of it, but I never heard it again. And I got thinking, you know, I feel like if something had followed me, it was only if that really was what it was, and not just some weird homeless person because I work downtown Salt Lake and there are homeless people that live outside of our parking garage. Um, it was almost like it was just a curious thing. Like most things are just like curious. when she comes out, we're just going to, we're going to check into this and we're just going to see. And so I, I, I told Chris and I was freaked out and I called him, but I, I went, I'm going to sleep well. I'm, I'm not going to worry about this unless this happens again. And it hasn't. So if no, it but was he chases you up the stairs at the ha, ha, ha. <laughs> if it was something, it it was just a curious something, or it was just a sound. And so now I'm not scared to go into my parking garage no. because I went. I've never heard it again, and I have no reason to think that it's it was anything bad. But it scared me that right, right then. Well, you go to the Houdini estate. 
And it's a well-known fact. You go onto his estate, he follows you home. He's not going to do anything bad. A, he didn't like you on his estate. He was a very private guy in his, in, in his private life. And so he does things that annoy you at home. But he's only there for a night, and he's gone. And people go, and they do these things, and then they go home. And the problem with this is they do things. They go home, and it doesn't, it doesn't leave. Like, um, this morning, somebody was, uh, it was at my booth. They were like, is it normal that I had nightmares, that I was on a spinning wheel, and that if you spun one way, it was fine for the spirit, but if it was the other, it was the devil, and I was spinning with the devil, and I couldn't wake myself up, and now I can't sleep, because I think the day, I, I think Satan's got, got, I think I took home something satanic. And I said, shut, shut the front door. <laughs> what? No, stop it. Okay, it's called an imagination. Quit it. You had a bad dream because you were freaked out. Right, like after I, I watched it. Right. Okay, just stop, though. Because it's not going to happen, you know. I mean, I get that. I didn't sleep. I, I tried not to sleep after watching Nightmare on Elm Street in high school. Or, or in grade school. I was like, I, I ate coffee grounds. I did oh, not no. want to sleep. Because dreams were something that freaked me out because you couldn't control them. Right. And I was just like, I was a dying in the dream. And my, my mom was like, I'm going to value you if you don't shut up. <laughs> right? Um, but I freaked myself out because evidently I can sleep and Freddie doesn't kill me. <laughs> so, but it, it, the same thing happens when you go on paranormal. And, uh, you know, the problem is, is that people constantly you know i get the emails all the time i went on a found a paid thing and i took home something satanic no you didn't yes i did it's demonic probably not oh what do you mean by probably i'm about 95 percent sure yeah, there's that i'm always you know five percent right, right give or take thing but you know pretty sure and um and then i you know i've got that documentary yes you gave us a copy i got 300 emails a day help me sell my soul I'm like, did you even watch my documentary? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> right? And the thing is, is that, and it's funny because if you watched it, you'd understand that when they did it and they, and they uh, tried to do the whole uh, open call for, uh, you know, who wants to be famous in Hollywood to sell their soul to the devil. And they thought, you know, a couple, you know, maybe 25 people would show up. 5,000 showed up. I was wow. like, oh, you were surprised about that? It's Hollywood. They would sell you their mother and grandmother. They'll throw a Coke at your mannequins. Right? Exactly. So they, um, I get these emails. Uh, but when they did it, they got stuck on the strip, script right after they chose someone. Because nobody knows what it means to sell your soul. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's because there's... <laughs> Devil is a Christian thing, and you really can't sell in the Bible. So I don't know how to help you. Okay? <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have lifetime supply of cupcakes, and my soul would be already signed over. <laughs> right? That's what you're selling your soul for is cupcakes. Cup- lifetime cupcakes. supply. Oh, you could totally sell it to Jess then. The devil wouldn't own your soul, but Jess would. would. <laughs> and she would be a kind and benevolent owner of your soul, wouldn't you, Jess? I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Uh, and so I get these emails. And so I was like, look, we're going to go into the King Solomon. Th- and again, people don't understand demonology. And so did this. And, I, and, and I'm really trying to get it out there so that people understand. Because I think one of the worst things that happened. And again, I'm not going to mention two names on TV. <laughs> but one sorry of the, I asked earlier. <laughs> but, 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 no, don't be sorry it's, you asked. But, 
No, I'm not. <laughs> One of the big things, and it was, and it comes up in every interview, and it's not that they bring it up. I do, but I don't mention names. But the idea that there are shows where everything's demonic, where every, I, I don't know if it still is, but there was a whole season where everything was a demon. No matter where they went to, it was a demon. No matter what they heard, it was demonic. So are you not a fan of Supernatural? <laughs> you mean you don't have the hots for those two? Don't touch my bar. No, it's fun to play with. But do you know what I mean? It's it's not... I think it does more damage than it does good. Because it causes a hysteria. Oh, for sure. How do you like being in Hollywood right next to the Church of Scientology? <laughs> they don't like me. They don't like what anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure most religions they don't even like probably half their own members. I know, don't right? like you. No, I'm actually face scanned into their system. Really? Well, you know, the Church of Scientology kind of scares me. Just it's they're, terrifying. They're, they're, they're I actually went. I actually went to something that was a movie premiere. Mm-hmm. He walked out and said, uh, "Jimmy Darling, you're not allowed in here." And I said, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and they said um, you're not allowed in here and I said uh, it, it struck me weird how did you know who I was uh. and what it is is they face scan things that they that they throw and I evidently have an enemy of the church file I wouldn't be surprised that would it's pre- actually pretty take awesome that as a ba- I was just going to say it's do you take awesome. that as a badge of honor like, I want a certificate <laughs> do you like, want to be excommunicated? I do. Can I get a copy of that file? I get a like, I want to frame it. I'm gonna put it in the shadow box. Exactly. And <laughs> I think a lot of it was is that on Hollywood Boulevard they do a lot of recruiting. And of course, I went out there with Xenu flyers and tried to tell everybody that they were a UFO cult. Please don't do this. I was on. I went to the boards uh, on the city to stop them from buying up too much property on Hollywood Boulevard, and they got stopped. I uh, warned people that the Celebrity Center and all their free acting classes were nothing but a recruiting tool. Nope. And um, and I think I was the jackass that ever... I know I'm the jackass that every time they say, would you like a personality test? I go, I don't have what? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm constantly fucking with them. <laughs> so I mean, it's not a surprise I have a file <laughs> because I'm saying, so, oh, plus I handed out Xenu fish stickers one year. <laughs> I'm really I love I'm Jesus fish in any other format, right? Right, it's Xenu, right? And I was like, Xenu loves you, and so do your thetans. <laughs> oh my god, they got so mad at me. <laughs> I don't Come know on. why. Their, their fucking founder writes science fiction. Their like, founder's dead. Well, yeah, but he wrote Way science dead. fiction. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is that the whole Church of Scientology was a $25 bet with Gene Roddenberry that yeah. he could make a, he, one did Star Trek and one did Scientology and, and L. Ron Hubbard won. Yeah. <laughs> I Although, of, I don't know, there are a lot of people who base their lives on Star Trek. But you know there, what? There it's is. a great moral code to live by. <laughs> it really? Yeah. But, but they, they don't, they don't have, they don't have a, a, a tax exempt church status. It's, it's true, but I think that the people that probably believe in Star Trek are probably a lot better than the people it's that, that believe in Scientology. They, they just haven't, they just <laughs> haven't decided they want tax exempt status because it's not that fucking hard oh, to become can a church. We, get that? we should all come become a church. 
I mean, what would be the church of the rubber ducky? There's a church of the fucking spaghetti monster. Those cute rubber duckies they make now. I have Thanksgiving ones. They're so cute. All mine are devil ones. They're cute. I love them. I want to be church of the devil ducky. Or just any of the rubber duckies. And you could be any kind of rubber ducky. Is that a type of Christian religion, though? It might be. you're dealing with the devil? I don't know. I could be. Yeah, but you know what? And I write about uh, the Church of the Rubber Ducky all the time, that the theory of anything can become a god. Because if I grabbed a rubber ducky and put it on an altar and convinced enough people that that was a god, it actually becomes a god. Yep. If right. I can convince enough people that it's a demon, it becomes a demon. Right. And therefore, it's the Church of the Rubber Ducky. And I'm, that got me excommunicated. <laughs> that is oh that's like a legitimate like you should definitely get us if you get for that other one. side of you other side really why, why is she on their side <laughs> yeah they, the, the little kids around here get to come around oh, to all of the booths and trick or treat no, i'm trying to figure out why i get excommunicated for that one why are you I on know. our side you're I'm not, not on, on their side. No, I am on your side. Oh. No, I said that you need definitely need a certificate for that oh, one. Oh, certificate. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 an interesting thing, but uh, but I am I am I love to come to Utah. I love to do these events. I love uh I love to educate out further. Um Well, it's neat that you're doing research here because there's as far as I know, there's actually only one person in Utah that does the actual research of these dead places and so it's neat that you have people that are you know doing you're going through the films like you said earlier and and doing the research of of our buildings it's fantastic oh and it's well you know what and i gotta say you have more fantastic buildings that have history than california does really really we're new and we have no respect for any of our architecture. So we put, we blow things down that to put up, to put up condos. Some, some of that happens here too. And it's, it's really sad. Jeremy's an architect and he just found the, was it the oldest building? Oldest in, home. The oldest home in Salt Lake. And he, they didn't really realize it quite right off until you started looking into so, it. Yeah, I started researching it because yeah. they wanted to remodel it and all kinds of issues. You can't remodel a house that old. And, but then they found it on the registry as being the oldest. And see, California doesn't care. Hmm. If you've got the money, you got the permit. Hmm. We'll knock down. We will knock down all the Victorian era houses in Boyle Heights, and we will put up multi-unit uh, condos. Le- condos to the highest bidder. To the highest bidder. It's, it's really sad. It is. So I actually love coming out here to you oh. guys. Because, oh, good. Yeah, because you guys have some magnificent history, and although it may change hands, and although. It may you don't change yeah. too much of the it's format. Old theaters, yeah. old industrial buildings. And you guys love it. We do. And, and here's the thing. You try to get into something in California that's old, and you're like, hey, can I get into your theater? Because it used to be a schoolhouse here, and there was children that died in a fire. And they're like, oh, really? $5,000. $5,000, and you can come in. And I'm you're like, like, you don't fucking use that building. It's yeah. been sitting derelict for three years. Five five th- yeah, $5,000. They actually charge an arm and a leg to get in because they're like, wait, I can make money off it? $5,000. And it's like, are you, you're, really? Yeah, that's dumb. How about I give you 500 to get in there simply because it hasn't been investigated? Okay, 500, but then I need 4,500 for the staff that has to be manned in the insurance. (laughs) So 5,000, we're back to 5,000. This sucks. Well, you can come here anytime. This is a completely self-serving question because you live in Hollywood. Um, what's your experiences with the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? 
I, 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 golly, um, I know some, that might be an open-ended question. (laughs) You mean like paranormal wise? Just in general. I, just in general, I have never known anyone else that's been there besides myself and one friend that went with me. So I have a crypt there. You do. I'm going to be buried there. The guy who owns it, Tyler's my friend. So I actually like it, and I like that he's opened it up to movies, and and that you can go and watch movies every month. It's and they have concerts there, the concerts there, and the, and the, and and they allow all this kind of art to. But Tyler's this really special kind of guy that, that that's very spiritual, very pagan, and I love Tyler to death, to, to the moon and back. I love Tyler. And so I've had nothing but really great experiences there. And he has let me into the mobster areas to investigate. That's cool. I know. And he's open to everything and anything. Like, there was, uh, my friends, like, did a flash mob of clowns <sighs> through the through the cemetery. Tyler sat out there and dressed up, too. That's awesome. <laughs> there were funerals going on. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of spooky <laughs> but and i mean but he's got you've got all the stars that are out there and there isn't any it's an amazing property it's, it really is and i've got a crypt out there and the thing was is that he's building an entire pagan section for nothing but the pagans to buy into that's fantastic and he did it on payment plans and so i i mean it's just incredible so i mean it's hard to say because i'm going to be buried out there he does something that's unique and i don't know if he still does it but at the time he allowed us to do it I filmed my own eulogy, which is like the creepiest thing that somebody could do. He actually allowed me to film my own eulogy. So I'm on a big screen conducting my own eulogy, surrounded by hustler girls, (laughs) feeding me grapes, and I'm cracking inappropriate jokes (laughs) for my whole thing. I designed my menu for, for the wake afterward, paid for all of it. And on one of the little things, he's going to allow me to put some in my ashes on a little Viking boat, shove it out there and put it on fire. <laughs> on the little pond, pond outside. Yeah. Of That's awesome. I mean, awesome. It, it, he's that kind of. That's awesome. Cool. So, I mean, the open-ended question is, is it active? Absolutely. Is it great active? Oh, my gosh, yes. Is he open to everything? You betcha. And is he enough back. guy? Is he a nice guy? beyond and he has opened his gates after hours just to allow teams in for free to come in and investigate oh wow. can i come visit yes. you let's go let's go <laughs> yes absolutely Wait. well jimmy how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you or excommunicate you from their church <laughs> <laughs> jess what's your number <laughs> let's see uh you can get a hold of me at the new Utah podcast podcast at gmail.com and you can ask me any of the demon questions on how to sell your soul at uh sweet p jess at yahoo duck <laughs> Man, I have been raked over coals today. This is awesome. <laughs> Do it. Send all the emails to me. <laughs> and I dare you to start making up radical answers. Or you could do like the yes, like, you have like it, or like radio from hell does, you know. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 
actually, you can actually get a hold of me at darlingjimmy, J-Y-M-I-E, 83 at gmail.com. You can uh, email me at my business website, uh, which is jimmydarling.com or babylongardens.com. You can find me on Facebook under Jimmy Lynn Darling. Uh, there's Instagram <laughs> under the Fiendish Gems. So, um, I, I bet you're not going to find really anything interesting on my Instagram except my horses. Ooh, horses. <laughs> I, you know, I got a Frisian and a little, and a, and a fjord. They're giant. They're not little. And a baby goat. So, um, I mean, it, it, you're not going to find anything interesting there. I do most of my posting on my Facebook. Um, and my Instagram is my Zen. So I, I tend not to answer a lot of sure. work questions on my Instagram. I really just post my, 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 my horses. Your happy and place. I, my happy place. Have you, have you pet this horse over here? I did it. My horse is like that, only it's taller. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. That's called a Frisian. And I ha- he's 16.2 hands, and I have a 17-hand Frisian. Wow. I forget how big horses are until I see them in person. Yeah. Like, cause you know, you see pictures and you're like, oh yeah, horsey and people riding horses and you forget. And then you like, you walk past a horse and you go, that sucker is massive. Yeah. My horse is like, is, 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 is his feet are like dinner plates. Wow. And so when I enter a ring in a show, people go, <laughs> cause he's actually big for a Frisian too. Yeah. And he's from Friesland. He's got a passport. I don't got a passport. He's got a passport. <laughs> You don't have a passport? I don't have a passport, passport either. That's the point. Right now I'm going to get one because I need to go to Friesland and see if I can find another Friesian. No, I'm going to go to see the Northern Lights and then oh, pack a little Friesian cool. horse to come home. Bring, bring a little Friesian horse. You ride a little Friesian, for, Friesian horse home. Right. But yeah, you can find me at my email and I answer. I, 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 I truly do answer my emails. And I do have to say this. If I don't get back to you right away, I'm either busy on the back of a horse or I do get anywhere from 175 to 350 emails a day and I do work through them and on the days that I get the less ones I can catch up on the ones that I got the most on Um, but I do answer every single email I do legitimately answer them Uh, it just might take me half a day from time So, but I do do them, and again, darlingjimmy83 at gmail.com, or my Facebook is great. Well, thanks for talking with us, Jimmy. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for having much. me. Uh-huh. All right, so we're here with Chris of MNL Paranormal. Last year, we had the opportunity to sit down with Lydia, um, but you are the other partner in this venture. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with this organization? Sure. Um, I actually got involved with this organization by watching all the TV shows like everybody does. And I thought, well, these guys are not using anything special. I thought, why can't I do that? So I threw out there on Facebook that I wanted to do a ghost investigation. And I, w- I didn't know how, how to get that out there, how to, how to do that. And once I put that post out, uh, a friend of mine contacted me. He's like, Chris, I want to do, want to put together a paranormal team. Would you be interested? I was like, well, that's a stupid question. I just said I want to do this. So, <laughs> so I started with Mountain West Paranormal. Uh, we did investigations. We went to, uh, we did a, an event out at Ophir Mine. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. A few years ago. 
and we had it was a public investigation like we do and Lydia and her husband were actually guests on our investigation she was on my team and she said that you know she really enjoyed it she had a good time so that was our first encounter and we didn't realize that we would ever meet up again um when i was with mountain west we kind of we slowed down doing activities and stuff and i was really missing that so i reached out to some uh some friends that i was noticing were still doing investigations and i said so who are you guys reaching out to how can i get back involved with this because i really want to do it i miss it and she says we're actually doing one tonight out in Kaysville. you should come i said okay so i drove out there and got to the place and met tracy and hooked up with her and was chatting and chatting and as we're talking and sharing stories of some of our favorite places that we'd gone, Lydia's like, that's where I know you from. <laughs> I've been looking for you for since that event. Oh, wow. Right. So it was kind of cool. So that's how I got back into the, the thing. Were, so, you, are you always, were you always drawn to paranormal or was it something that you just kind of gathered an interest from the shows that you said you were watching? Yeah, I think it was more of, the shows that I was watching, I actually really got the interest when I watched John Edward. Um, I thought his show Crossing Over was really interesting to me. And I thought, well, how can somebody be so in tune with Welcome that part of life? Um, so I think that's what sparked it, is got me thinking. And then these ghosts, Hunter's shows. shows started coming out, so I started watching those. I'm like, there is something. There is something. So that's that's where it started. <laughs> How long have you guys been in an organization? Lydia's had an, her organization before I knew her, but I've been with her, I believe it's been three years now. Nice. Yeah. So probably one of the more currently established groups in the valley yes you would say i think so and I, I i believe that we're um highly recognized and very well um ad not admired but we're respected i've heard that from several different organizations as well and so that that means a lot you know we've worked hard to establish being respected right so we we want to talk about last night's investigation in a few minutes not quite yet. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, but <laughs> she's still I'm a little drowning herself. Right. <laughs> so over the years that you've done it, take a minute and talk about maybe some of the best or worst experiences, depending on how you best want to look and at worse. it. Um, best and worst. <laughs> I don't know that I. Well, <laughs> I have I have worst, and that we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. We're going to get to that. <laughs> she has a new worst. I do have a new worst. I do have a new worst. this morning or <laughs> this morning. This whatever. morning, yeah. Um, how every investigation is different, but there's similarities. Right. But every single one is different and every one of them, every place holds a special place in my heart and in my mind, um, both with personal uh, experiences as well as evidence. the evidence in which we get. 
Um, probably for me, for my own personal investigation was when I went to Waverly Hills in August. It was it was really it was a it was a different investigation. And tell people where that is. So Waverly Hills, they don't know. W- Waverly Hills Sanatorium is in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it it's amazing. It's I was like a little kid at the amusement park waiting for the gate to open to let us in there. There was five of us investigators. Oh wow! In that whole building, it's eighteen. 18,000 square feet, I think, or wow. no, 180,000 square feet. Wow. I could be getting those numbers wrong. It's it's Big, ginormous. Huge. Um, but it was my investigation, and not that I not that I don't enjoy taking others on investigations and giving them their experience, but this was you going this was to experience mine. it, yeah. And it was it was a feeling that I can't, I just can't express it. How awesome it was it's well it's different it's different when you're doing an event right and when you're just investigating for your own for nobody else i don't have to i didn't have to make sure everybody was safe i didn't have to make sure that people were watching where they were going they weren't damaging property it was me and it was it was great it was really great and i will do it again in a heartbeat so any evidence that came out of that Yes, and I we actually have it at our booth. Oh. I've got Do it on they, my laptop. Uh, how does Waverly work as far as getting very small groups and like that? Is the cost reasonable? Like, because I know that Waverly is a I use this very lightly a destination place for the for people that want to do an investigation. So could somebody just go? I mean, obviously they have to get there, but right, anybody can do it. They do. Um, the couple that owns Waverly Hills. They do investigating uh, events just like we do here. They do that out there. That's their venue. They'll put it out as a special event and people will come. Um, We had a gentleman that set it up for us. So initially there was supposed to be 15 of us going. So my part was $150. Paid my part. I'm going. Um, eventually when it came down to it, everybody but five of us had canceled out. So instead of 15 of us in that building, there was only the five of us. Wow. So they, yeah, they do them. They do them. I believe she said they start them. They start taking reservations the first of the year. And then they do their investigations until the end of August, 1st of September, Probably and then they're closed for, for like the winter. And, yeah. yeah. Do they do a haunted house in there? Yes, they do. So they also do Christmas events, um, holiday functions. Because that's what I think of when I right. <laughs> I'm going to go to an old Christmas hospital, <laughs> run down, beat up. <laughs> Let's have our Christmas party there. What about locally? Because I mean, Waverly Hills. That's an amazing experience nationally you know and ones that have been investigated on tv mm-hmm. but what have where has really stuck out in your mind here in utah i think saltaire saltaire you know a lot of people know that i don't i'm i'm wondering if a lot of people realize the history behind that 
I mean, you can get online and you can you can find some history on it, the basic stuff, you know, that was the theme park slash amusement park and the railway went through there and had floods and fires and that kind of thing. But we have found out that it's somewhat of a Bermuda Triangle. I'm still in the process of getting that information, but there have been known plane crashes in the Salt Lake right in that area as well. So to me, that's a little... Little, little more interesting now. Some other things are surfacing, and so I'm, right. I'm intrigued. Now that you have a historian on yeah. your team. yes. <laughs> well, she, we interviewed her and and Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Darling said that some guy was arguing with her yeah, that it wasn't the, that that it wasn't the original. The original. Yeah, because she was like, no, this is not the original, and he decided Salt to air. pick a fight with oh, her. Oh yeah, it's not the original. Yeah. That's been original. rebuilt. Several times. The original was out in the middle of the lake. Right. Because when they built it. And it was it, on stilts. Yeah. When they built it, the water level was much lower. And mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So right. The, the original. And it burned down. Mm-hmm. A few times. A few times. Right. So, yeah. So, let's get into last night. Okay. Last Slash night. Slash this morning, whatever you want to say. So, wow. Um, it's pretty much this morning. <laughs> so, to start out, where did you guys go? We went to the Castle of Chaos, which is a local haunted house. During October, um, and the building itself, what what did you guys find out about the building? Like before, obviously, before it was a haunted house. What kind of history? Before the haunted house, it was trying to get my my bearings here. It was several things. I believe it was first a bowling alley. Then it was dance club or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a Latin dance club, but I think there was something in between the, the two. the Mexican mafia thing? Or yeah, not? that's the Tropicana is what it was prior to the Castle of Chaos, what it is now. In between being the bowling alley and the Tropicana, it was a storage facility huh. for boats. Um, what else did they say? It's been a couple of little things, not right. anything... That would catch your attention, but I remember I remember it being the Tropicana after somebody had said, "Oh yeah, the, it used to be the Latin nightclub, the Tropicana." And I, oh yeah, I remember seeing <laughs> the big sign, you know. Um, and now it's the Castle of Chaos. They've been there for three years in that building, um, and the staff says they they've experienced things while they've been in there rehearsing. Um, so I'm just really, really quick. I, I just Googled Tropicana. As early as 2007, there was a shooting right outside of Tropicana. So Yay. that's 10 years mm-hmm. ago. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty recent yeah. compared to the other history that, that we talked about happening there. So Right. Um, I know there's, there were three documented shootings there while it was the Tropicana and one undocumented. Huh. We know that it was affiliated with the mafia, and we believe that's kind of Pause. what happened with us last night. So, give us a little bit of your side of the story of how last night went, because <laughs> we've heard all kinds of things. Right. It's been crazy today. It has been crazy. <laughs> My side of the story was... We checked in our guests. We broke up into our teams. 
um, myself and my team, we were told to go into a certain area of the, of the facility. We went down there. It was a normal investigation. It, you know, we broke out the, some of the equipment, showed them how to use it. We were working with the dowsing rods. We, everybody was having great success with all the equipment. The dowsing rods, they worked great for everybody. We had a flashlight session. I'm bummed that I missed that. I experienced my first one of those last weekend, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> right? Um, I got touched, which that doesn't happen to me very often, so I honestly thought it was um, one of my teammates next to me. Ryan. She thought yeah, it was Ryan. Ryan. So I, I'm standing there, and I just feel on my the back of my left shoulder, it felt like somebody had taken their finger from the middle of my back and just ran it across to the my left arm. And I turned and I looked at Ryan. I'm like, what? He's like, what? I said, did you just touch me? And he's like, no, why would I touch you? I said, that's why I'm asking. Why are you touching me? And so I, I said, I just felt this along the back of my shoulder. And he's like, no, I didn't do that. So that was interesting. Um, cell phone service was spotty down there. And since I didn't go on the walkthrough, I didn't know when, what time we were supposed to rotate through the facility. So I asked Ryan, I said, I can't get a hold of Lydia. So can you go up and ask her, you know, where are we supposed to go, what time, so that I can get my bearings? Because I failed miserably on getting my bearings when we first went in there. So he left, and he never returned. Do you guys normally have um, a walkthrough? I mean, a lot of times you do the same space over and over, like Empress or Saltaire, but... Do you normally all take a walk through and get your grounding and usually we do because this was this was the first time you guys and maybe anybody has done this in that building, right? Right. This is the very first time that an investigation has ever been held in that building. Um, Clearly, for reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, usually, we go as a team. Um, we weren't all ready to go as a team at that particular time because we had a room full of guests that we needed to have supervised. We had to be there with them. So I went in with the guests and I figured, well, Ryan's on my team. He can go through the walkthrough so he'll know the lay of the land. So there's no reason for me to be there as well. So I just went in with the group. We did our raffle. Um, we just talked a little bit. Everybody came back. We broke up into our teams. Um, we break up. We color code our teams you know you're you're the blue group or the red group um and so my blue group was downstairs waiting for ryan to return and he never returned so i trying now I'm, 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 I'm frantically trying to get a hold of lydia because i don't want to keep the group in too long because we're supposed to be rotating so everybody can get you know so they can investigate with jimmy and susan um, who are the celebrities for this weekend, and we needed to, you know, we needed to make it functional and have everybody get their experience. And so I'm, I text Lydia, and finally she texts back, and I said, what time do we switch, and where does my team go next? 
And she says, switch now, and you guys go to the cemetery. So, okay. The cemetery is in the haunted house. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So we, didn't, uh, we didn't even get to that room, no. so. <laughs> so, at the Not cemetery. hidden cemetery out no, back right, behind right. the Yeah, facility. we didn't have to, like, crawl through the dungeon and through the, you know. It's where they bury the Indians that come in. <laughs> the Native Americans just right there in the It could room. be. I don't know. So, <laughs> so part of the actual haunted attraction that is in right. it's yeah. called the cemetery by the people that work there. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. And it's the cemetery the part of the... reptile room, the yeah. poker room, the, mm-hmm. the, rep, the priest room. Right. It's just the places they've the built. The doll room. Yeah. Correct. Gotcha. That room's fucking creepy. Ghosts yes. or not. No. It's the living that scares me until last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or this morning. So she said, yeah, go to the cemetery and, and go now, you know, rotate now. So we packed up our stuff and had our, each group had a cast member that worked, that works at the Castle of Chaos. So they know the layout as well. So they took us to the next spot. Um, we got to the cemetery. We were, you know, I let everybody walk around, kind of get a feel for it. Took out a couple pieces of equipment. And then I hear my name, Chris. Somebody's yelling my name. So I'm looking around thinking, oh, crap, the spirits are strong in here. You know, they already know my name. And then I hear it again, and then I recognize the voice as Jimmy. So I'm like, oh, Jimmy, yeah, I'm over here. And she comes running over to me. It seemed like she was pushing everybody out of the way. She's like, where's your team? Your team is gone. I said, what do you mean my team's gone? My team's right here. You know, I've got my group here. I know where everybody's at. I said, I'm just missing Ryan. And she's like, no, M&L, your team is gone. You've got four members that are not here anymore. Where are they? (laughs) What's, what did you do, Jimmy? (laughs) I brought a knife. Uh, (laughs) I bottled them all. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I have their essence in my kit. (laughs) She says, they're violently sick. The four that left are violently sick. Lydia is outside. Now, when she's a violent, was that an over-exaggeration or was that no. reality? No. Because was- Ryan was like, I, w- he's like, I didn't feel sick. He's like, but I got dismissed and told so, not to come back. So this morning, Ryan came down and gave me a reading. And his story from just, if I remember everything he said right, is he went out to check. He went to do that errand for you. And was told, you need to go check on Lydia. She's, she's sick. And he went out and she was throwing up. And I can't remember who he said. One of your, one of your members looked at him and said, something is on you and you need to go get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And so he went and performed whatever it was that he needed to do because he wasn't feeling bad. And went back and Lydia was still throwing up and still having problems. And I can't remember all of everyone that was, and she looked at him again and she said, no, she said, you, you need to go. You can't, cannot go back in. Like whatever it is, doesn't want us to go back in. So he never, he said he himself never felt sick, but was advised by someone else to Mm -hmm. just like, you should not go back in. Right. And that would be London, our other medium. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So this is all going on 
upstairs and outside while no I'm downstairs having no clue as to what's going on. I'm thinking everything's hunky-dory, you know, we're, we're investigating, everybody's having a great time. Well, I think your group was the only one that was even half-functioning because by that time, I right. think probably you and I well, and cause, Chris... Because so we just, had, we, we were sick of our group because there were a couple of questionable individuals in the group. And so when during the switch, we had gotten into basically right in touch with one of the other groups and Susan we, well we came into the casino room and I yeah. got to Jimmy and I was like you need to move us to a different group like I didn't even let her question and anything so I was like, like you need to move us she's like okay come with me and Susan we're gonna go with this group well that was Lydia's group and Susan takes us into a room with well, Lydia's no, it wasn't group. even that like like <laughs> she didn't even tell Susan like no. Jimmy just said just just go with us and so we follow Susan and Susan turns around and she's like where the hell's Jimmy? Yeah. So this like, morning when I talked Jimmy to Jimmy, Jimmy's like, I went to walk out there and you guys were all gone. Just gone. We She's like, I was calling your name and I said, we were next to Susan the whole time and we never heard you, ever. Yeah. And, and She's like, I was calling out to Susan for... She's like, like three or four times so, I called her name. And I'm still oblivious because yeah. I'm in a whole different... Because so, you're still functioning. Right, I'm functioning. I'm doing, so, an, I'm doing an investigation. <laughs> Little do I know that the whole world is falling apart around me yeah. in this building. So so then Lydia's group, who Susan's with, there's no Lydia. She's gone. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where she went at the time yet. And then Susan's like, okay, well... We I, finished the dowsing rods. Yeah, which, well, Susan's like, great. okay, now I've got to go to the next I'm group supposed because to I need to rotate around. And no Jimmy still. And so so she's like, so we went out into this hallway with these, these other the staircase in the mirror hall with the staircase. And she's like, you guys just hang out here. I'll go find someone when I, when I rotate. And at that point, like we were like, after about 10 minutes of sitting there and no one coming back, we're like, all right, we're just going to go find someone. Well, we and went back into the, the, we went back into the priest room yeah. and then just heard who she thought was Jimmy. But I think it was you because that's when we caught up with you. Yeah. And that's when... Because we were with Jimmy now and Susan. Uh, so you Susan, did hear Jimmy. Jeff. Susan's following the dowsing rods, going where the dowsing rods are telling her to go. So we're just kind of going with them because Jimmy, when she came to me and explained what was going on, I was like, okay, so what do we do? I said, now what? I, this is new to me. We've never had this. This is a whole new aspect of ghost investigating to me. Never had anything like this happen. So she's like, well, just come with me. You know, we'll lighten the load. We're going to take pictures. Take your group this way. We'll go through, take pictures, recording, you know, EVPs, you know, mirrors here. Take pictures. I mean, it's pictures, pictures. You know, we're not we're not going to get into depth on questions like we normally would. So we're following her, and that's when I heard you guys in the back hall. I heard that bum, 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 like footsteps. We like, I'm like, ah. We got to go. Because <laughs> we were booking it. We were like, we and your group to- is like, where did you guys come from? And we we're like, we got all of them. So we're like, uh, I turn around. I'm like, where, what do you get? Where did you guys come from? Who's your person? And, and we're like, like, nobody. We got left, and we're coming with you. I'm like, great. Awesome. So here we go. And Yeah. Oh my gosh! Then the next thing we know, there's balls pounding down, and <laughs> bones and high Jimmy's right, breaking and into a room. crazy people, and it, yeah, it was. And we all looked at each other and went, "Uh, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. It's time to go home. I'm tired. And I was be here all day. I was hoping I could go home, and it wasn't they, happening you were, quite you yet. Were needed. You were you were literally I, running. I was I getting you pulled run from. I'm getting. Chris, come over here. So I run over here and Chris, I need you over here. I'm like, okay, I'm, okay, okay. 
you watch your your cast person. Keep an eye on her. I got to go over here, and then I need to get something from these guys. So I'm going down the hall now. Now somebody else has got something going on. I'm like, what? All, and all the while you hear Jimmy like, bang, bang, right. bang. Like and then she's remodeling, dry, dry heaving. <laughs> like in you're the, hearing this in the background, <laughs> dry heaving in the background. <laughs> it was. I assume like, it was just because that space was so dusty because there was another kid that went yeah. down there that came out that was like, Bleh. yeah. So uh, that's what I thought. But yeah, space, so. the, yeah, and as the wall is tumbling down. <laughs> It's not really, but that's what no, it seemed it was, like. No, it but there was a wall that they there, said they there was a, Well, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a wall. It wasn't it was the blue door. It was, it was like actually three, inside. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah like, but it was like nailed in, right? Right. So there's another weird thing. So as we're looking at this, and I, I'm going to try and explain it so that you can get a visual. So we go into the room, and it's a concrete wall. It's all cement because it's the cemented staircase that it's we like had gone up room. yeah yeah so, so we're calling it a crawl space or yeah something. so when you did you guys see it i did, took some pictures of the okay. room from afar we didn't go in <laughs> there was too many people in there it was i don't i don't i didn't know. want to add to the chaos in that room so <laughs> i was like a chair at the end of the hall i'm like yeah, i'm just gonna hang out over here <laughs> like, like there's like there's like 20 the people bathroom. in like a 10 foot long <laughs> right. hallway i'm like I don't need to add to that. Like, there's no space to even breathe right now. <laughs> so the the concrete that was there. So imagine a, a a solid concrete wall, probably about six feet wide. We'll just say six feet wide, and it was probably about maybe eight inches thick, maybe a foot thick, and then in that in that thickness so it's like it's cut there's a there's a cutout there in that concrete that goes into the crawl space but when you're looking at it they have there was three two by sixes stacked um end to end up so that it was covering that crawl space but it was boarded um from from the inside from the inside so it was secure, like somebody had to crawl in there, board up that area, and they also had a brace in the middle of the boards so that it was, where do they get out? Well, they said there was another entrance into that crawl space on the other side. They told me there wasn't, because I asked them too, and yeah, I said, how do I get in on the other us, side? Yeah, one of the cast members told us there was one on the other side of the stairs. Oh, I didn't see that, because every time I asked... Everybody that answered me was like, no, there's, there isn't another one. Okay, so somebody went in there and boarded themselves that up and died yeah. or disappeared <laughs> or dug a hole in the dirt and, you know, <laughs> burrowed out. I don't know. So that was strange to me. But you said you heard them say there's another yeah, entrance. A, one of the cast members was saying, well, there's another entrance on the other side. And so, I thought, well, that's probably- so that makes sense. But so still, that's, that's pretty heavy duty boarding up. But, Yeah. Somebody wanted something to stay out or in. Or? I will say the highlight of the night for me was watching Susan's reaction to Jimmy licking a bone. That was pretty that, much amazing. I, I was just like, I think my jaw dropped onto the concrete. So we'll explain. They did find some bones. <laughs> they found some bones. Um, not entirely clear we what don't kind know of what bones it is. they were. Yep. Um, but <laughs> I think they're chicken bones. They look like chicken bones to me. Susan was convinced they were chicken bones. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced, convinced they're, they're baby bones. Right. And I'm convinced they're chicken bones so, too. But 
It's so kind of Jimmy, a random place to like put chicken bones. In though. discussing, right. was in discussing bones. the bones, Jimmy licks one of them, and Susan just like. <laughs> no, I wish we would have taken a picture I of too. everyone's face because Susan, it was. Susan just goes priceless. Did you really just lick that bone, <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> and she's laughing, and her wife is just <laughs> shaking her head, and <laughs> and I'm sure my face was just like Susan's, yeah. like. Yeah, just like really, he just you know, and then disgusting. after that, she's like, you know, brushing her tongue off, rinsing her mouth out. I'm like, you're just gonna like need more than that rinsing yeah. and brushing. And I think Bree Bree described it best when we were talking earlier that it was almost that moment in time. Not really the whole thing, maybe a little, was almost like a, a time warp, or even I wouldn't even say stops. Like there was just no like concept of direction or continuity yeah it was, mm-hmm. it was i agree everywhere everything was everywhere and maybe i've never i've never been in a haunted house before so that might even just be like a set up haunted house like castle of chaos um that might be the feeling that is just there in general because of all the different themed I've, rooms i've actually and- been in that 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 haunt before as a haunt for the purpose of you know going through and being, being scared, scared you know yeah and no like like there is a sense of like going around in circles and stuff but that sense of just like i just couldn't keep track of like the time or where we were or like when we came out into that hallway like i was shocked that that's where we were like it surprised me right and, after being in the priest mm-hmm. room like it, it was it felt very very disjointed and then when um Susan let us out to leave. I was surprised where where we were. Like we ended up in we a completely right. like different room first, and I was like, I didn't even know this existed. Right, <laughs> right. And, right. and that's what? where you guys split from us, and then they let us back back out. So, yeah. it, I I agree with that. It, it seemed like I didn't realize that we were that close to the entrance. When I went through a couple of tarps and there we were, I'm like, wow, it seems like it's crazy I'm maze. in a whole nother area. And yeah, they're like far we away. Didn't even yeah. Touch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't know who else got to investigate, but I feel like my team only did 40 minutes and the rest of it was chaos, chaos. <laughs> in yeah. the castle of chaos. Yeah, it really honestly, was. it was. And, my, when I had a uh, interaction with one of the cast members, I just noticed her that she was leaning against the wall. Like, well, they just, uh, they actually brought her back, and they were like, "We need Jimmy," and we're like, "Jimmy's busy, but Jimmy really she's back bones. here." <laughs> she yeah. had like the bone. She had like the bone yet, but so we actually pulled you out of the room That's to come said, talk to her. To yeah. Place. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and so I walked over, and she's just kind of leaning there, and I. Trying to talk to her, I got a little bit of information from her, you know, like, you know, I asked her, are you okay? And it was a very lethargic Mm -hmm. reply that I got from her. Yeah. And I said, can you look at me? Look at me. Just look at me. And she would face me and her eyes were not even looking at me. A good foot to the side of you. So I'm looking at where she's looking at just to see what's got your attention. There wasn't there wasn't anything. I think it was a breaker box or something right there. Yeah, there there was a box. But it was an Yeah, there's nothing it's a breaker box. It was a big silver breaker box. Well by the nothing so it was we weren't actually 
in the haunt, part of the mm-hmm. haunt at that point, mm-hmm. were standing in the hallway outside the bathrooms. Right. So it wasn't a scary thing. It was just a hall. Yeah. With nothing. Yeah. And so I start snapping in front of her eyes to get her attention. I, I lean over in front of her. I said, look at me. Look at me. And she, says, she who has a flashlight? Yeah. She, so she, her gaze comes over to me. And all I can see is this gloss. I, I've not seen that glossy look in somebody's eyes before. It was just, it, it was looked surreal. Like she was it was. And that's, and she and did ask. I did ask. <laughs> I said, I'm not trying to sound mean or I'm not trying to single you out. I said, but I need to ask you, do you drink? Are you taking any drugs? And she looked at me and it was another lethargic. She says, no, I'm only 16. I said, I don't care. Yeah, that doesn't matter. You could be 10 and you know, (laughs) and it was just, just that look. And so then I got a flashlight and sorry, we're trick. We have trick or treaters. Oh, trick or treaters. <laughs> Cute little trick or treaters. Um, I took a flashlight and I held it above our heads because I didn't want to shine it in her face. I wanted to. I wanted to look at her eyes and see what her eyes were actually doing. I wanted to look at her pupils. Um, not that I'm a doctor. I don't know anything about that, but I do know that when you're in a dark area, your pupils are going to be big. Yeah, to, when you hit them with light, they right, and then they'll shrink. Shrink down. So. I, as, while I'm holding the light up, I want to try and see if I could see her pupils. So she, and, she, she, her face is still in kind of in shadow, but now Chris is able to see her face because I'm, I'm just, I'm just behind Chris, like to the side of her, watching Chris do this. So she didn't shine it in her face no, at all, not even once. There wasn't an accidental shining or anything. Just so you guys know, like no this accidental is, shining. No, well, no, because it was happening all night in our group where people shining. kept shining yeah. flashlights. In I was getting faces. it too. I was like, gosh, watch what you're doing with that thing. <laughs> so, like, none of that happened. She was very carefully held it, you know, a few inches above her head to just kind of an ambient, just right. enough to see. Yeah, I just wanted to see where those, how big her pupils were. And they were like tiny points. They were tiny. And I thought, how, how, how can that be? You know, are you just waking up? I don't understand. So, and then I got drawn away again. I got you called away. You sent her off with one of so the that, staff. Yeah, so, the so I, ha- I had one guy, one of the other cast members, I said, you need to get, her get, down get with her. Take yeah. her, do so. I don't even remember what I said, but I know that I never you left sent her, her alone. Yeah. I made sure that somebody was with her because I couldn't attend to her. I was getting called somewhere else. So she was, you were in the room, um, in the back room with Jimmy and with Susan, and a cast member came flying around the corner and was like, we need someone, we need Jimmy, we need... Um, and she had, so there's a room there called the priest room, which we actually spent quite a bit of time in and probably had the most activity of any room that we were in as far as the, the EMF meter, the static meter, uh, the dowsing rods, it all had, um, contact on every single piece of those. Um, I guess she was, a, she was a cat, she was a cast member too, I think. Um, but she had previously passed out in that room. I don't know if it was earlier in the day or if it was another day. And so she knew that she was not supposed to go in that room and she did anyways. And she actually blacked out in that room. And that's how she ended up over with you. And that, and uh, one of the staff members is the one that was saying she's passed out before in this room. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I, I can't explain any thing 
that it that happened that night. Hopefully, you can go back and listen to this. And then What's funny is I think <laughs> I right. think that our group, that our original group, meaning Jess and Chris and mine, um, I think that it was pretty uneventful. That I think their group had a very uneventful time too, because that she came around the corner and she's like. Um, you know, where's our, it's our turn, and Jess is like, "Uh, there's something going on in here." Like, it wasn't even registering that anything crazy was happening. Do you, do you remember that when she kind of around the corner and you're like, like they're they're oh, yeah. busting down wall, and she's like, "Well, I don't know, you know, my it's my group's turn," and we're like, nope. "This is craziness," and she <laughs> right. just like she's just very she was very confused. I felt bad for her because she was doing a really good job with our group as much as she could, mm-hmm. and so she was just like. Oh, okay. Uh, and then that's when she left with what was left of our group or whatever. I think they went to the casino room. So I think the our original group didn't get any of this. Well, they <laughs> I have, don't know that they knew any of this was happening. <laughs> to be clear, they had a guy that was seeing dolls' arms move and eyes move. And oh, who was seeing that? The well, he was white. Really, the kid in the white the that problem. we told you about. Oh, that guy. And they had the the drunk lady with the uh, with the heat <laughs> with the heat laser. We have, oh yeah, we have she a great have cast of characters at the and, Castle of and Chaos. That, and oh that, my gosh, she kept pointing it at this empty room, and Chris is like, "It's an empty room. That's why like, the temperature got is less. a breeze coming through it. It's pretty much empty." She's like, "Did anybody feel that cold breeze? Where like the air, like it's the air's off. Like, like there's yeah, an air conditioning. It, it feels unit great because it's coming out of this, this way. Like, <laughs> cement room that's empty next. Because we were in a little tiny tiny room. We debunked it. Right. With like it was like had a bed and all these stuffed animals and like 50 people in it and so it was warm and then when Chris sat down and he stirred the curtain like some air came and we told him that's what it is and they wouldn't believe us so Chris like opens it up and then they're all ah because there's like a there's prop a in there ring, we're man. like the ring, oh my the ring room we're uh, like oh my gosh it's an empty room it's colder so some, right. something that I just want to point out with your group having done an investigation last weekend it was really awesome that your team First of all, you had a waiver that had to be signed. Right. I won't lie. I didn't read it because I just, you know, I'm responsible for my own actions. And and we kind of tell you, basically, this is what you're, what the waiver is saying. But one of the ladies in our group was using an app on her phone, a Spirit Box app. You guys, they're not real. Right. And it was very awesome of your team member to keep reiterating I that. I felt Unfortunately, so bad for her because she was like every couple seconds... They'd be it's, like, it said Mason. It said this. It said that. And I was just like, And after turn everyone, it off. she's like, just as a reminder, turn those apps are for your entertainment only. And then we had the same thing happen in the hall when we got abandoned. And we were like, <laughs> no. Like, we have to we have to find something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just go buy your real spirit box. They're not expensive. Right. Right. <laughs> and they have to realize that those apps, they have word banks in them. You know? Yeah. So there's words plugged into there there's some that are 500 words there's some that's got 700 words and you know it so people have so to for your own entertainment but don't right. expect anything out of them right and, and shut the hell up when you're in a room with 12 <laughs> other people trying to record shit don't be like it said this well and right. do you did you guys think that it was weird that the one lady was like trying to contact her like yes. suicidal oh yes what? the drunk lady she oh was like God. oh dear she's like can i just ask a question and there were no dousing i wish there would have been dousing rods in this room but there were not and so um, nothing could point to her because i i know that lydia feels very passionate about the pendulum but there our body moves right and whether you're like my ass really shaky hands so she would never be able to use a pen- pendulum or if you get a jerk in your hand 
you know, I feel that the dousing rods are more accurate in their, in their answering and their, I don't know, contact, I guess would be the word. And so she, she jumps forward and she's like, can I ask a question? <laughs> I'm so like, we all just <laughs> well, and oh then, dear. And then two months ago, my so and so committed suicide. Are you here? Oh, and her shit. son is the one holding this pendulum. He's the boy in white. <laughs> oh yes. dear! No, not, no, not now her son. it's all like, coming together. But I think no, that they, they were, were like together. Part. They were like all part well, of the no, same group. Because his mom was the one that saw yeah, the shoe flash. Yeah, she's the one with the nephew or something. She's the one with this. She's the one with the spirit box app. His That's mom. awesome. Anyways, so she did that, and then she also asked if somebody else was there, and, and they, she got positive yeses on both of them. She said, "We love you. We like, love I'm you. Like, oh my god! Ah. So you have your own little seance happening. You didn't well. even, then, even right? know. And so then, and then so, <laughs> so the, her her cousin, who's actually a cast member, was like, "She was the cast hey, member with is your arm. Is your arm getting tired? She was like, let me take that from you. Let me let me hold it for a little bit. And so she held out the pendulum, and, and suddenly and there wow, was no suddenly, movement. Oh, imagine that. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and I and I, I hate to discredit the tools because I know that they each work for people differently, but they're only tools, right? And that's what you have to look at. Nothing is set in stone. Just because we have a pendulum does not mean that the answers that we're getting are true. And that's why you turn on your or recorder, that and that's, that's why you have the grid. That's why there's so many different tools to use, and some of them you need to use in conjunction with the other. So it's it's a lot of but uh, putting putting that in someone's hands that is like over sensationalizing anyways mm-hmm. right just making the group even because we walked into the room and goes oh that doll's eyes moved and, and later Chase goes Chase who's another cast member goes they were painted eyes they're not they're like, not like how dolls. are they gonna move they're just straight painted eyes I miss that I wish I would have heard that because I probably would have laughed out but loud. to be clear that doll room that doll room in its own accord was pro- um, it's probably Winnie the, the Pooh's room. mouth was duct taped yeah right yeah, if it, that tells I mean, you it's, it's there, was, there was a lot of duct tape yeah it is creepy <laughs> it is I'm not gonna lie there was I thought it would be I, yeah I thought it would be more way cre- way more creepy walking through it because I, I don't do haunts like right. i will go to a space that has something in it but to have a set up space and i thought it would be a little bit more creepy going through the the motions of what's set up but but you take you, okay. take you take away that that uh that fear factor the jump the scare the jump yeah. the scare you take away those actors in there. You take away the music. You take away the fog. It's just a room. Yeah, yeah, it's just a room with stuff. With mm-hmm. a lot of sheetrock. Yes. Nailed to weird boards. Right. <laughs> and, and things that Some look like you can lean on them. And, and you really can. Exactly. <laughs> Some chairs sittable, others are not. <laughs> I, I saw a column and I thought, I'm just going to lean up. The, nope, not going to lean up on that. I'm going to lay on the floor if I lean up on that. So what was, so you guys set up in the casino room. Was there was that purposeful? We Every event we go to that we um, investigate, we have a command spot. So we'll put our gear in a certain spot uh, and use that to as home base. And we put and it you in said there. That there were there was weird stuff in there, but we were Jimmy only in there briefly. She, yeah. mm-hmm. And the and we walked in, and actually the EMF meters were like on high. Yeah, I heard room. that the REM pod and yeah. the meters mm-hmm. were just going crazy yeah. in there. There was a question asked, and I don't recall what the question was. And there was there was nothing going on until that question was asked, 
And like I said, I, I don't know what that question was because I wasn't there. I was doing my investigation. Um, see that. And <laughs> once that question was put out there, everything went crazy. The REM pod, somebody said it was like it was going to explode. They'd never heard it do that. Was it Susan that put the question out there? I think it was. I think you're right. Yes. I think it was Susan, but I don't, rem- like I said, I don't know no. what she asked. Um, but yeah. And then somebody said that a K2 meter was sitting, I want to say on the, on the, uh, roulette table. Yep. Yeah, it was. And it moved. So oh. two people saw it Move. physically move. What is, uh, for people that might not know, what does the K2 meter detect? Uh, the K2 meter detects uh, EMF, so uh, electromagnetic. Electron- yeah, <laughs> electromagnetic field detector. So that's going to detect anything that basically creates an electromagnetic field of energy. So, for instance, you're running water, your electrical pipes, your conduit lines, your... Uh, which is, boxes. which is why it's important for in a situation like that the power is off. Yes. Um yeah, it's just it was insane. This is weird. I I still feel I, I don't have track of time. I want to say that when I looked at my when I was down in that in that reptile room with my group doing our investigation <laughs> while the rest of the world is collapsing um I looked at my phone because I'm trying to get that text out. Hey, Lydia, you know, do we, when do we change? What time? Where do we go? It was, I want to say it was like 2.30, 2.40. So I don't know if it has anything to do that we're getting close to the dead time. Um, I didn't even think about that. And for those of you that don't know, dead time is 3 o'clock. Three. And I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I'm just putting that out there that I noticed that that was the time when, A, I don't have Ryan. I can't get a hold of Lydia. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> My team's ready to rotate. <laughs> you know. falling apart. Right, right. Well, no, she didn't realize that quite yet. She's just like, wow, it's weird. It's so <laughs> My, strange. My, My other team lead's gone. I don't know where to go, you know. And I, I just wrote it off that I'm having a hard time sending text because of the location in the building. And, and uh, no, little I did I know that. So has your team had a chance to get back together and discuss it or will that be later? Um, we're getting bits and pieces. Um, I got Lydia, or got a little bit of Lydia's version this morning when we got here to the expo. Um, I spoke with London a little bit last night. Susan and I were just, I took Susan back to her hotel uh, this morning when it was over. And I'm, I told her, I said, I don't even know what to think of what just happened. She says, I don't either. She says, but it was a shit storm. Was, <laughs> I said, yeah, it was chaos in the castle of chaos. That's all I can say. That's how I felt. She was amazingly calm throughout the whole thing, though. Oh, yeah. Like, she just, Her composure was just like, why are, why are you yeah. people all freaking out? Like, the whole time. She never <laughs> yeah. once, like, she and didn't she went break. on with it. Like, the, like, you, like, Jimmy was in there with, like, the bones and stuff. And Susan was like, okay. Uh-huh. 
you know what? I need to move on to the next group. Right. I'm going to go do this. And she like took us and she went into the casino and like, and that's where I found our group. And that's why I think our group was like out of it. Cause they're like all looking around. Like they had no clue that any, that we had just come and that people were pounding down wall, like, like licking bones and like, pounding down was, walls. It was weird. And, she's, and Susan's like, do you want to stay? And we're like, no, no, we're just going to go. And that's when we, the, when Shell took us back yeah, She out. was like shocked that we were leaving. She's like, you're leaving yeah, yeah, this party's yeah. just getting started. <laughs> Which, you know, if there were fewer people and we could have really been involved in, in the, the stuff and not, but we were trying to stay out of the way. Like there was so much and I don't want to be in the way if, if something is bad is happening and there's like danger because you guys are literally running. Yeah. And I felt like we're just standing there just being in the way at that point. And, and it was better for us to just kind of go and let you guys be able to take care of people that needed to be taken care of because I didn't want to get sick. Did you want to get sick? <laughs> no. She just yeah. was like, no. So, but it was weird to, to come out of that and go back to a group of people who were just like, do, do, do. Cover their next room. Yeah. Have no idea. And, and, and that's what it was. And we were part of that until Jimmy came into ours. Right. Because we had no idea. Brought it all in with her. Yeah, but Susan went into that room, and I don't know that that group ever realized, because she was still so composed, mm -hmm. that something weird was happening in all the rest of the space. Yeah. Because she was just still like, okay, no, we're going to, like, <laughs> I was like, uh, this, I don't know how she's doing that, but we're just going to go now. <laughs> and, and it's weird because I remember um, asking one of the security guys that was there that was with the, with the event, I told him, I said, Hey, I said, we need lights on. And it was like, he didn't even hear me. He walked right past me. I'm like, Hey, can you get lights on in here? Walked right past me, went down his secret hall. And I was like, okay, any minute now the lights will go on <laughs> and we'll, we'll end this because it's, we're not doing anything. It's just, we're not investigating anymore. It's now we're, we're, rescuing and saving and trying to figure out what's going on with the cast, the, the patrons, the, you know, and when he walked past me and like totally ignored me. And I don't know, those of you that know me, I got, I, I'm pretty boisterous. I, I feel that I can be heard wherever I can make myself known. And well, obviously, because you guys heard me and came running down from whatever <laughs> hall. And, <laughs> I know that voice. That's crap. From the bridge room, we were like, we're out of here. <laughs> so for him to walk right past me and not hear me say, we need lights on. Well, I just had really bad deja vu. <laughs> this has all happened before. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. It will all happen again. So a little bit later, Susan told him and was more adamant with him, we need to end this. And we need lights on. We're going to end this. This is we're done. We got to get these people out of here. So, yeah, I bet rounding everybody up was an, an adventure to make sure that every nobody had gotten left behind since right. all the groups. Nobody knew who was in their groups anymore at right. that point. Exactly. So you couldn't go. That could have been our fault. <laughs> partially, you couldn't no. go like you know one, two, three, four, five. Okay, that's all my group. It, you couldn't do that. Anymore. No, because people were gone, dropping well, like the flies. They too, honestly yeah. were. I mean, people were straggling out. I I didn't have a team by the time we were lights on and getting people out. So we did a, once we got, we thought we got everybody out, we did a walkthrough, checking corners, you know, 
walking through. Hey, is anybody else in here? You know, we're it, we're done. Come on out. Let's you know, we're done. Let's get out of here. And no, we didn't have anybody else. That's good that we found. So. Hmm. Well, thanks for taking time to talk <laughs> with us about all this, Chris. Crazy. It's been uh, been interesting to hear another side of the story. Well, it's it's interesting to hear everybody else's too because. <laughs> These are all new stories to me as well, and everybody's in their own little world, and we've got 10, 20 different stories that we probably still haven't even heard. That yeah. it, It's amazing. It's amazing. Thank you for letting me come over here yeah. and, and chat with well, you guys. Thank you it's for awesome. coming over. Yeah, this is so, great. So now you've got record of this because I know I'm probably not going to remember. No, if you're like, we'll send uh, it to what you. happened? Okay. So you know. That'll be great. Yeah, yeah so where can people... Uh, find you, find MNL uh, if they're interested in in the paranormal. Um, we do have a website, and <laughs> it's, okay. it's, and it's, it's mis- thing. It's mysteries and legends pi dot com, I believe. Or we also have our Facebook page, which is MNL Paranormal, and that's where you post all your events that you're doing. Right, right? and we do it on our website as well. Um, and do you have more coming up? Or we're getting towards not, the end of the season. Not right now. Um, They're like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do anything we're for take a little a break. bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we end this, I just want to talk really quickly. Sorry, Chris. Both Chris's. That's all right. <laughs> um, just about the difference between using the word hunt and investigation really quick. Why, like choosing if people are more drawn to hunt versus investigation. and uh, You know, I don't like to use hunt. Because, you know, if I heard somebody say, oh, I'm going on you a know, human hunt, hunt you. it's right. like, oh, that's a little frightening. I'm not sure. <laughs> like I felt like last night. Um, investigation, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going in and doing an investigation. We're not hunting anything. I don't want to take anything out of there. I don't, I don't want any. <laughs> take it you know, home. Right. I, no, I don't want to take it home. <laughs> I, we specifically say things to stay, yep. stay put when we leave. Um, investigating is exactly that. We're going to investigate and see what's here. I want to get EVPs. I want to get some cool photos if I can. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a respect thing, I think. When I'm talking to little kids, you know, I'll say, yeah, I'm a ghost hunter, like Ghostbusters, just so I can get on their level. Um, so they, they can kind of make a connection. Um, but, yeah, it's a paranormal investigation. Cool. So, yeah. all right. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Again. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Um, Some fun, cool interviews, I think. It was, in, it was an interesting I want to go. Experience. I'm going to, I'm seriously going to go to LA and I'm going to go to that cemetery with Jimmy because it is yeah. one of the my most favorite places I've ever been. Yeah, I've never been there, but it sounds cool. It is. Sounds pretty cool. Such a cool place. I, I just cemeteries, whatever. They're really cool. Here's the thing that I don't get about cemeteries, <laughs> right? It's a bunch of dead bodies that don't give a fuck what you do. Why don't you have events at cemeteries? So that that I thought was a cool oh yeah thing. yeah. So the actually 
Like people that are like That's running in the cemetery, like jogging in the cemetery is disrespectful. Fuck you, no, it's not. No, it's not at Those all. bodies don't give a shit what you're doing. So the she kind of talked a little bit about the events that go there, go on down there really quick. But they, I've, I follow them as soon as I came home three three summers ago from going there. Um, I started following them on Instagram. And they have concerts all the time there. Um, outdoor movies. They do outdoor movies. Um, and then they have this huge, like you have to buy tickets to it and it sells out really fast. But they have a huge Day of the Dead celebration. Like it is. How cool would that be like in a select massive, cemetery? A massive. Yeah. And that cemeteries. I mean, I don't really care about cemeteries. I, I've gone in like my, the cemetery where I grew up, there's an old section with a bunch of unmarked graves from Chinese immigrants working on the railroad that died and dead bodies they dug up under the library and reburied and. That stuff's kind of cool to go see some of that stuff. But for the most part, like, mm, just build a wall with names on it or a cool statue for me to look at. They have a really, this is something that we don't really have in Salt Lake. There, I mean, there are some very small ones, but they have just like massive mausoleums. Like, I'd never been in one yeah, before, see, and it was just mausoleums are pretty mind cool blowing. Me. But it's like, like the Taj Mahal. That's a really fucking cool grave. Holy shit, that, that woman was loved. Right? <laughs> it's all one big giant well, fucking crypt. You know, you walk through, the, if you get a chance to ever go down there and you just see these, because they're not all famous people, and they're just like these massive monuments. And you're just like, you had to have been somebody, but you're not, but you have this huge. Well, it's even like. It's just crazy. It's even like, you know, the cathedral, the, the National Cathedral has a whole bunch of fucking dead people in it, which is really cool. Like, astronauts and shit buried in it fucking former presidents are in and there shit. yeah i mean i'm sure there's some <laughs> shit in there there you know how many fucking birds there are around that place i guarantee <laughs> there is shit inside of it um probably anyways so yes it's cool so yeah follow us on twitter uh, at tnu podcast go check out our, our blog our website uh just puts her heart and soul into it and blood sweat and tears and all that jazz i do uh it's the new utah.com now uh, and share our stuff if you like us. If you like what you hear, we share it. And we have reviews, like you guys. Us, it's so cool. If you don't like it. us, share it to all your friends and say this is horrible. You gotta listen. And Peter, I'm really sorry. There was nothing in this episode about you. <laughs> <laughs>